0: We are complete amateurs, so we decided to just go live, anyways. <laughs> After I explicitly Fuck it, told, we'll do it live." <laughs> I explicitly told, told Messi, dude, we're gonna record this thing, and then you know, but yeah, we, we're obviously not recording it, so here we are.
1: Yeah, should, oh, uh, really? should we coming? Should be coming through now? But oh, yeah, there we go. I think that's all right. Yeah. Right here we go. Uh, the one and only tweeted out Messi.
2: from uh, the big account. Awesome, get some viewers in here.
1: I was uh, I was struggling to what <laughs> I seen you, I seen you were having a bit of a laugh, um, with your handle, leave a week, <laughs> and you and then it's um, reverted to zero, zero, X messy, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. We're we're doing <laughs> oh, zero, I, honestly. I, I wanted, I, I didn't like crypt, you know, I, I chose crypto messiah when I was like 22, you know, and yeah. I'm it's it's like been a long time since then, and when I chose it. And, you know, when when I decided that's who I was going to be, you know, I wanted like I was no one, you know, I was like looking up to these bigger guys, you know, like Dre for you. This is news to name a couple. And, um, you know, these guys are posting these charts on Twitter and here I I was playing the game of like like, oh, this is going up. I need to buy it or oh, this is going up. I need to buy it. Um, And then these guys are posting these charts. You know, and, and of course, when I would buy something, it was the fucking top. And like, I just kept getting smoked. Sometimes I get lucky. Most, you know, you—it's it's just this like kind of ping pong. And these guys are posting these charts, and um, they always seem to be right, and they seem to be getting in early. So I was like, oh, you know, like I want to be like these guys, and I want people to look up to me. Um, so that's that's where this this crypto messiah handle came from. Um, as I got older you know, I just kind of made me cringe and like, I didn't like it. And I tried to change it before. Um, and everybody lost their fucking minds over it. Um, and I guess I cared too much. I tried to change it to to Lark capital, um, which I thought was funny, uh, a little bit more grown up and, um, people, you know, lost their shit over it. So, you know, I, I, decided, especially since, because, you know, I retired the main account, you know, fuck it. I don't care what people say. You know everyone calls me messy i think i just want to be messy um yeah. and of course when messy is the most famous person in the fucking world pretty much in in sports uh it's really really difficult to get any kind of variation of messy uh, as a handle um but i eventually found one uh, after plenty of iteration so <laughs> So you said you, you
1: mentioned then at that time, what was that on a timeline? Like how long ago? When was it that you kind of
3: uh,
2: I, I made this when, when um, early 2014, um, you know, I got into crypto in 2013. You know, I, I didn't have a pot to piss in. Um, you know, I, I was a, a college student, one that wasn't doing well um, either. And, uh, you know, I I realized that um, You know, I was kind of a loser and I wasn't going anywhere. But the girl, you know, that was my soulmate, that's my wife now, um, she was not. So I was like, damn, dude, like if you don't show her that, you know, you can you can be somebody that you can be a provider. um, She's going to go find somebody that she deserves. So, you know, I was Googling. Uh, is how to start up internet businesses and how to make money online. And I found Dogecoin and, um, you know, I didn't have any money, but any money that I did have, I was, I've always been a nerd. So, you know, I had a a gaming rig, I had some GPUs, Um, they were not the top of the line, you know, but I had GPUs and I've had this thing called Dogecoin and, and it turns out that, you know, I could, instead of playing video games, like I could mine so so i actually got into crypto as a as a spec miner um you know which is something that is definitely like a a dead art you know i'm not it's it's totally like non-existent because you know back in the day we didn't have erc20 we didn't have um you know all of these different coins just on ethereum which is a total game changer um everything had its own chain uh so so you would have to browse bitcoin talk um and you know, being early has always been the key to making the most money in crypto. Um, now, that's whether you're early in the sense that you have tools set up and you're able to snipe contracts in today's environment, or back in the day, it was you had your fucking miners ready to rock, you had your done bat pre-configured, and the second that Bitcoin Talk post hit, you were the first guy that was able to you know transfer the relevant information uh the correct rpcs and such you know into your dot bad and and get mining and you know also to make sure you had the latest cg miner sg miner you know whatever you're using um, so i would stay up all night and uh you know refresh bitcoin talk read the forum posts uh see what was going on and um i would try to insta mine the launches and some of them i did really well uh one in particular i remember this coin particle, uh, I mined a fuck ton of it because the the I forget what it's called. The um, I can't remember if it was X15 or X17. But the algorithm behind it, um, there there had actually been a GPU miner developed for it for another coin, um, and people weren't aware of this, but I was so when this launched everybody else was on cpu miners you know the issue with the gpu miners that had attacks um but it was still compatible so it it was only giving me like half of what i mined but i was mining with, with gpus um while other people were you know on their cpus so that one went really really well i insta-mined a ton of that back in the day um but the game has totally changed. You know, you, back then you, you would mine, um, and you'd be a community member and, you know, you'd follow the threads and stuff and you would just, you know, hope to God that somebody listed that shit on an exchange, because if it didn't get listed, then you just wasted your time. Um, and a lot of times, you know, you, you would think you were, you know, mining something, uh, that was going to get listed. You you would think that you were onto something and, it just never got listed, and now you're stuck with a worth, worthless bag. Um, amazing times, you know. Some some absolute legends uh, were born in those times. You know, the the most legendary being Shadow, Shadow Runner Bitcoin, uh, who was always the first on everything. He was a fucking god in spec mining. Um, and then you have guys that are still around today, like uh, Not So Fast, who was an absolute god. In the spec mining game as well um things are a lot different now you know a new coin comes out there's still this sniper aspect um but now you're competing with bots you know which can make it really difficult to to snipe contracts um but if you have quick fingers and you're always at your computer like me you know it, it does make it easy to uh you know when you, when you see a contract there's certain things you look for um, like the the liquidity and, you know, watching who else is buying it, watching how hard it's getting bought, you know, things like that, that that can kind of signal that, you know, hey, like you might be getting in on something early. Um, And my sniping game in the DeFi world was really fine-tuned during DeFi summer where, you know, we were sniping anti-ample retard attendees, uh, all the Bill Drummond coins, you know, things like that. Uh, The biggest difference now being that, you know, everything is on Ethereum, and liquidity is instantly available, yeah. so there's no more waiting. You know, you can just get in and and go ham.
1: So how, how far how far down the shitcoin spectrum did that go? Then was that just like? Because I know I know a few guys close to me. I did usually do a stream with a guy called Cairo, and he's like, literally in in the first few blocks of any shitcoin. If it doesn't matter if it's Dogcoin, Memecoin, anything like that, he's he's buying that shit up. Before anyone else. And if he's putting one Ether in at like 50K market cap and is running on to doing something like Shib did, um, there's some fucking serious gains in that game still. It's a little bit more. Um, yeah, you make bank all over the job. Look, I mean, that, that's a lot of
2: work. Um, and, and you get rugged a time as well, you know, yeah. if you're going to play that game. I, to be honest, I, I think that the best way to play that game is uh, with a bot. Just because, I mean, if if you're just going to be firing one Ethereum into, into, you know, basically anything that meets a minimum liquidity threshold, um, you're going to have to be the fastest Um, because, you know, you could bang out doubles, triples, whatever, all day doing something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, As as long as, you know, you've got a good bot and, and your bot's not buying into honey pots and you Know there's all sorts of different traps now for bots. Um, a honeypot being, and I'm sure you guys have bought one of these, um, or, or have at least heard of it. Loads. So many, no, I've never bought it. a
0: honeypot, never ever. No, but well, you, yes.
2: <laughs> you know, you look at the chart and you're just like, oh my god, this thing is melting face, like it's there's not one, only, there's one, green there's actually only one going at
0: the moment, which has got like serious liquidity, it's gone straight up. There's oh, probably wow. like 10 million in it or something. And a, people are still putting money into it. It's actually happening it's, right it's now. It's really <laughs> unbelievable.
2: Um, and, and it's awful because I've actually bought one
0: before, you know, not
2: with a lot. It's,
0: um, it's called so, Luna Foundation. Sorry, I'm sorry oh to interrupt. God. But this is perfect. perfect. It's got 21 million market cap. Dude, go and check it out. Just bring it up. Bring the chart up. That's, that's rough.
2: That's really rough. Um, yeah. Look, so, I don't know. I mean, the, the way I see it right now, like, you know, you you can do, you can play that game. I wouldn't unless you're a bot or have a bot. Um, otherwise, I think the best thing to do, um, especially right now while the market's suppressed, is to <clears throat> be a good little community member. Um, you know, a, a lot of people have, because like farming has been glorified, right? <clears throat> and um, I feel like a lot of people that have no business farming are farming. Oh yeah, that's ugly. Honey pot written the, all over it. It's still going up. And these will
1: be non-blacklisted wallets. So any any kind of person who's on the inside will just be slowly
0: scaling out of any any liquidity that's in there. Dear viewers, do not buy this coin. I repeat, do <laughs> not buy this coin. That's that's pretty
2: unbelievable. Um, back to back to farming though. You know, people were sitting there with ten thousand dollar portfolios and you know, they're they're chasing ten twenty percent APR. Like you're you're not gonna make it doing that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like you you know, the, the way I see it, if if you're going if your intent is to have your ten thousand dollars and then have twelve thousand dollars in a year with the level of risk exposure, you know, that that's required in crypto with the level of balls, it's it's just not fucking worth it. It's not. Mm-hmm. Um because it, it's it's like totally you know, like opposite to really the purpose of even being here. And the purpose of being here is to make these enormous outsized returns. Um, of course, taking on higher risk, higher stress levels, sacrificing your mental health, your physical health. Um, but, you know, you're, you could bang out five, 10 acts in a year here. Um, you know, if, if the market's really going good, you know, you can do better than that. But, I see a lot of people now, you know, and, and they've got this PTSD and, you know, they've got smaller portfolios and they want to farm. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to be safe and play it safe. I'm going to be a farmer. Um, I think farming is, is mostly a whale's game um, because it's not really worth getting 20% APR unless you've got, you know, a million dollar bag. In my opinion, at least, um, mm-hmm. you know. Otherwise, you know, why wouldn't you be trying to take those risks and, and be trying to, you know, capture some upside there? And even like stables, you know, people are like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my stable coins and I'm gonna farm and I'm gonna get, you know, what is it on UST like twenty percent APR or something like that? Yeah, like e- even let, let's say UST is not sketchy at all for a moment. Let's just act like it's not. Um, and, and let's, you know, maybe it isn't, and maybe in in a year, it's still going to be going super strong and, and it's going to be great. And, you know, it's going to provide us this decentralized, algorithmic stable currency and everything's, you know, all fine and dandy with it. You are exposing yourself to smart contract risk, you know, to make 10, 20% APR farming with your stables. So you were accepting when when I say exposing yourself to smart contract risk, you're accepting the possibility that your money in stables that you thought was safe, that you thought is not going down, is actually going to zero for a return of 10 to 20 percent. To me, that's not an acceptable uh, risk reward profile at all. So I'm not a huge fan of, of stable farming at all. You know, at least in this phase, um, until things are more safe, until there are, you know, better guarantees, until there are more insurance policies and things like that.
0: Messi, um, Messi question, very important question. Why do you think UST is dodgy? It, and I know you're dying to tell us the story on this. <laughs> <laughs> Jack is preparing himself. Look,
2: every single algorithmic stable coin ever has failed all of them every single one empty set dollar dynamic set dollar then you've got ohm and ohm forks you know everything collapses it, it doesn't matter what kind of backing or stabilization or whatever you know the, the only stable coin i really believe in is one that is uh over collateralized uh, a CDP or a collateralized debt position. The reason being, um, and you can see this. You know, I know like abracadabra and Spell gets a lot of hate now. You know, with the whole seafood debacle. Um, and when when that was going down, MIM peg was put under a lot of stress, right? But the thing is, is when you have a CDP backed stablecoin, there's this arbitrage component that helps to restore the peg. It's built in. And basically what this means is that, you know, if I've taken out a loan and I owe the protocol a million mem, right. You know, but then mem depegs and mem goes to 95 cents. Well, it's game theory optimal at that point for me to say, Hey, mems at a discount, I can actually pay back this loan that I've taken for a discounted rate and profit off of that arbitrage between, you know, the, the spread of $1 you know, when everything was great, and then 95 cents or wherever, you know, the DPEG. Um, and, and because of that, there's always an incentive for that peg to be restored. And because it's over collateralized, there's always ammo for that peg to be restored. So, of course, there can be, you know, bank runs and things like that. And I, and I think, you know, mem showed that it was very, very resilient. I think the peg has been restored fully um since all that went down and of course a lot of people still are like oh you know fuck Danny fuck me you know I'm not gonna you know fuck around with that you know I'm not gonna get involved with that but at the same time like you know that was something that was like major battle tested um the arbitrage mechanism worked now with UST it's just like um, basically when, when something seems too good to be true it it almost always is Um, And I think UST fits that bill perfectly. You know, I can't quite put my finger on it, but, you know, I've got a a gut feeling that something is is off there. And I'm not going to say off in the sense that there's something nefarious going on. More off in the sense that it seems too good to be true. So you're telling me for zero risk, you know, this thing is very stable. It's going to hold its peg perfectly. For zero risk, you're going to give me 20% APR. You know, I I just don't believe it. And look, that doesn't mean shit might go on for six more months, a year. You know, there's also the possibility that this Duquan guy is fucking brilliant and he's the first person to figure out how to make an algo stable work. Um, But I've been here a really long time and I'm a huge skeptic of anything like that. Um, because I know the vast majority of times in crypto, if not every time in crypto, you know, when when something starts feeling like that, um, it's it's just not something I want to be exposed to. It's not something I want to be a part of.
1: Yeah, it even feels like he's he's obviously taken on this kind of godlike role in that community, and it that always kind of triggers me now after kind of recent <laughs> shit show of and events of like people who are built up in this community. It naturally just feels like they're inevitably going to be torn down at one point. And I hope I hope it I hope it doesn't, because it's just kind of a carbon copy. Every plot happens the same in this space. We we get this like if you look at Andre, look at what happened with, with Danny and things like this. People just love to build these people up and use them as a like a godlike cult like figure and then inevitably it's it's that whole it's the whole saying off Batman, isn't it? It's like yeah, uh, what is it? You die a hero, or live long enough to become a villain. It's it's oh absolutely. It's always,
2: it, it just plays out time and but, time. You know time these, again. these people, in a sense, are gods. So yeah. you know these these are the gods of DeFi. I mean, these are people. You know, like people. Of course, the the, the shittiest thing about them, and you know this is part of the reason why you know I don't right I retired the main account. Um, you know, there, there's nothing quite like being deified. Um, it's, it's an unbelievable feeling. Um, and it feels really good, right? Yeah, to be worshipped, to be cherished, you know, to be adored. I, I feel like everybody wants that to some extent. Um, but at the same time, you know, like, pride does come before the fall. Um, and it doesn't matter how good you are. If you're the best trader in the world, you made people a ton of money. You know, on the way up, you're a hero, and on the way down, you're a villain. Um, I think a great example of that is Rook. You know, something that I like heavily, heavily got involved with and talked about it around forty dollars
0: before. I got it ran. a whole lot of questions. I got a whole lot of questions here about that, by the way. But sure, sure. Like I can answer um, them without me asking anything.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to answer that. Um, but anyway, so Rook runs to eight hundred or something dollars, um, and then. It goes down after that, right? Now it's a you know 100 what 120 bucks or something like that. So now you know nobody remembers like, hey, like sick dude, you made a 20x call, like that was badass. People remember, hey, this went down 90% or whatever it is, you know, after the top. Um, and it's just kind of shitty because you know no matter no matter what you do, you know I I've, I've admire you guys doing your podcast and you know trying to educate people that's that's been my involvement in the space for a very long time I've tried to educate people I've shared what I'm doing you know, I've tried to teach people tools tried to teach them lessons um, for as long as I've been here um, and that can be very draining at times you know especially uh, when people don't necessarily it, it's thankless in many ways how about that um, Other than that good feeling that like hey you know I might have, help to share my passion with somebody and I might have set somebody in their trajectory to, you know, have some kind of financial freedom in their life. Like that, that feels good. But at the same time, you know, it, it is, it's, it's not fun. Like being on Twitter and, and you just like poured your heart and soul in this and you've given everything of yourself, you know, for free to people and like, you just got assholes in your replies like constantly like saying negative things and like tearing you down some people can just ignore all of that and and just move forward you know i and i could for a long time but eventually it just became like too fucking much you know and it wasn't something i was really interested in in pursuing um any further you know and there there's been so many more idols than even you know danny andre duquan you know i do feel like duquan's going to be on his villain arc at some point you know i don't i don't know what's going to start that uh he seems to be pretty drunk with power um but at the same time he doesn't seem to be agitating people you know which is which is something that's different um between him and, and other people so so I don't know honestly I think he's really likable and you know I do like him and I'm definitely like big team Duquan right now like I hope he pumps our bags and you know it takes us all to, to Valhalla um but at the same time you know it does it does worry me uh, because he does seem to be in the final phases of of uh God mode if you will um you know to where you know your size is not size like people were quoting him, like he's he's our savior you know he's a me like he's he's all of this stuff um but fuck you know i mean whatever he's doing you know like i i hope i hope he's right and i hope he's brilliant and i hope ust and 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 i'm all this shit, i hope it takes us to the promised land i'm a believer for now (laughs)
0: what do you what do you think of tetranode
2: tetranode um i think tetranode has a an absolutely enormous ego um enormous, probably the biggest um Jeez. of anybody I've ever witnessed. He's also <laughs> probably got one of the biggest portfolios of anybody in DeFi. <laughs> Dude is a massive, massive whale. Um and he doesn't fuck around, you know, like he is getting in here, he's supporting all these projects, he's supporting all these these uh, DAOs, and or Dallas people always roast me for saying DAO. Um I don't, I don't I don't, dislike Tetranode at all. Um, he's definitely got a god complex um, and he definitely knows how to pump a fucking bag. Um, but, you know, I, I think Tetranode, to a lesser extent than, you know, Danny or Andre and anybody, you know, I think he was deified um, as well. You know, he's kind of on his villain arc right now. Um, but I don't think Tetranode really gives a fuck uh, that he is on a villain arc. Um, but, you know, like, you have got a guy though with a lot of DeFi knowledge and you know protocols value that and, and he's been allowed to have a ton of influence in the space. Um, and he's inf- he has influenced a lot of protocols. He's been right about a lot of things. You know, Tetranotes Convex Buy was some of the most legendary shit like ever. Like talk about a guy that totally nailed a narrative, like a hundred percent right. The timing was great, the narrative was spot on, like everything about that call and And that trade was just fucking phenomenal. Um, So, you know, like, do do I wish Tetranode, you know, wasn't such an asshole and, and, you know, wasn't so, like, I don't know, like, pride and, like, yeah, but at the same time, you know, like, you've got all sorts of different, like, characters in DeFi and he's definitely, like, extremely entertaining. You know, like, I love reading his tweets and, you know, seeing what he's saying, even, Though a lot of times, like his tweets might be racist or, you know, like this or that. Like he's always going to entertain, and, and he does seem to have like a very good um, barometer, you know, for, for new trends and, and what's going to be hot in DeFi. And, you know, like he's doing some cool shit too. Like JPEG is, you know, I still fucking hate NFTs and like I don't know anything about them, but I think JPEG is, is pretty fucking cool. Like we're talking about something new to the space, like a new idea. Uh, and, and he's not afraid to pursue those kinds of things. So, you know, no no issues with him. He's kind of an asshole, but you know, hey, I, I would probably be uh, maybe I don't know, probably not. I don't know. Like, it, it's difficult to imagine how your behavior would change if you were worth like fucking two hundred and fifty million dollars or something crazy like that. You know, it's, it's difficult to imagine that not going to your end uh, to some extent
1: yeah I see What's I see I he you on Stargate okay. card as well I mean alongside Justin Timberlake and Tom Brady of all people but it just kind <laughs> of shows like- how st- how stacked that card was and he's been obviously invited onto on
2: that. that yeah that that card is super super stacked. Oh, I think many. um yeah yeah you know I I'm I'm famous for like I, when I get risk off, like I get really like paranoid, you know, like I'm extremely protective of what I have. Um, and I still remember, you know, like when I had an opportunity to invest in that at a very, very early phase, but I was really down bad. Um, it was after May, you know, like I had already drawn down, I was being very guarded, you know, with, with what I had left and, and making an investment into something that wouldn't be liquid for six months to a year. It was, definitely not something you know I was interested in at the time um so I actually passed on that um I had friends that didn't you know that like ledger status who you know went in that, that seat round and, and made just a fucking buck on that um <laughs> on paper at least for now <clears throat> so so I think you know that that's something that I've learned um you know from that especially like to not be so guarded you know, with with what I have, you know, sometimes a good opportunity is just a good opportunity. And, and sometimes you just have to put your nuts on the table, um, you know, and, and especially, you know, something that I'm I'm never ever because Primo and I have been friends for a really long time. Um, if a friend ever comes to me now and, and has a really, really solid idea, especially as somebody you know, as smart as him, um, I think I think I've decided to be more of a yes man, you know, regardless of, of what's going on at that time. But Stargate was—that was great, you know. I—I I did really well on Stargate. Um, they had that initial bonding curve offering, you know. I think that that entire thing was was beautifully executed, except for fucking Sam Tabasco <laughs> getting all of the coins. Um. Yeah. How
1: did, of, you, how did how did how did you actually play that? I seen some things online, and we had we, sh- um, we, shared, we shared, a, shared a message and people were kind of, it's, it's, it's exactly what you were just saying, like 10, 15 minutes ago. It helps people get into this project. They've seen that you might have sold the position and it's like they want sp- spoon feeding from the get-go. Um, and we were just laughing about how fucking stupid it, it can be when people are leeching, on, leeching onto calls and things like that and then getting pissed off if you have offloaded. It's Honestly, it's not worth it. I'm, I'm quite
2: enjoying having you know a smaller private, 2,000 follower account now because it, it allows me to do what I'm passionate about um, and that's just sharing what I'm doing. You know, this is my life. I've done this for a really long time. This is how I make a living. This is, you know, this this to me is fun. Like, I can't play video games anymore. Um, you know, I play a video game for 30 minutes and I get fucking bored um, because mm-hmm. I'd rather be researching and I'd rather be keeping up the data in this space, you know, and really be seeing what's going on. Um, so crypto really is like the greatest MMO, you know, that the world has ever seen. Like there's so many different, I remember, you know, Kobe had that amazing article um, about the the metagames, um, you know, that are going on here. And, and there's so many different games, you know, to play. Um, there's a huge social like networking component. You always have to be talking to different people because one man can, can only look at so many different things. So it's very important to build your network. It's very important, you know, that not, not just to build your network, but to have friends that are as smart as you are smarter than you um, and have friends that, you know, are willing to share their knowledge, um, knowing that, you know, you're going to share your knowledge with them. Um, so that, that's a really big part of it. And I think Twitter and, you know things like that it is a great place to meet people um that are like-minded because you know you're just sharing your ideas and, and your thoughts and your memes and stuff and, and a public forum and you know somebody might see that and be like hey you like I really you not know, really vibe with this dude like yeah, I'm gonna you know try to make contact with him and if and if you're open to that you know and, and you allow uh people you know to kind of talk to you and you, know, you get to know them like that's that's a huge benefit to you um also you know, just, just fucking looking at charts and, and different stuff like that. Um, back to Stargate, you know, I, I was pretty much all in stables then. You know, I, I didn't sell top um, earlier this year, but I sold very close to the top just because I was so paranoid about taxes because um, I didn't want to be just get smoked. And, and honestly, I didn't sell the top because I was a genius. I sold the top because I was paranoid about taxes. And it just happened to be the top you know my thoughts at the time were like hey like i need to at least make sure this is taken care of um and then after that like when i when i give a token tax when they go through all my shit and i figure out how much money is actually mine then i can start kind of doing my thing again um when i'm 100 percent sure that i'm not trading on leverage um yeah. when i say trading on leverage you know it's b- trading on leverage is basically trading with money that isn't yours um so i didn't want to be trading with uncle sam's money because I've, I've improved my, my life in the real world. You know, that's, that's a piece of advice that, you know, I, I give people all the time, um, or at least I used to was, you know, people are so focused on trying to make 5 million bucks or 10 million bucks or a million bucks, whatever, whatever their number is in their head. And I know everybody has one. Um, Even if, even if you're not public about it, there's like a number you think about to where a lot of people are like, Oh, I if I just had a million dollars, you know, my life would be so much better. But the reality is and and what so many people fail to realize is that you don't need a million dollars to improve your life. You know, you you're talking. There's there's so many things that give you huge utility and huge advantages in life that don't cost a million dollars. For me, the like literally and, and I've come a long way from this. But the best thing I ever did for my mental health and my stress levels and all that was being able to comfortably have my bills on auto pay. Um, That's huge, you know, because I I was always, you know, am I going to pay my fucking power bill this month? And this is like in my really early 20s. Am I going to pay my power bill this month or, you know, am I going to pay my rent or, you know, always doing that kind of like shuffle. Um, you know, being able to go to the grocery store and fill your cart up and, and not like count the dollar value of the items in your cart, being able to go to the gas station and put more than $5, uh, in your tank. It's like little things like that give you like massive, massive quality of life improvement. Um, and and I always tell people like, Hey, you know, like a, a lot of times, you know, there is a lot of luck involved here. You know, and if you've had a good winning streak, you know, don't think yourself a genius or something like that. You know, why, why don't you say like, hey, I've had this, you know, $20,000 worth of, of student debt or credit card debt or whatever, you know, that I've just been paying the minimum on every month. And now I've got $100,000 in crypto. You know, why don't I take $20,000 of that right now and knock that credit card debt out? So, you know, moving forward, no matter what happens in crypto, even if my shit goes to zero, I can say that like, Hey, you know, I did something for myself. I really improved my life here. Um, So, you know, I I think, I think that's something really, really important that that people overlook being able to put a down payment down on a house, being able to do things in the real world. And, you know, that ties back into taxes because, you know, I did that. I improved my life in the real world. Um, You know, I, I made sure that like, me and and my family were taken care of. And, you know, I took care of a lot of my friends too. Um, Just, and I was so fortunate to be in that position to be able to do that. Um, You know, nobody asks for anything. I just, it's something that was important to me. I wanted everybody to be okay. Everybody that was important to me to be okay. And I made sure that happened. But when you do things in the real world, you know, and and you're not just a, a faux metaverse rich dude, then you're going to have to pay some fucking taxes like you just are. Um, otherwise, you know, Uncle Sam's going to go, hey, buddy, you know, like that, uh, like that car you're driving, you know, like that house you're living in. How'd you get that? You know, I, di- I didn't see any tax money. You know, how, how do you have these things? So it's very important, you know, if, if you do, and, and everybody should pay their taxes anyway, right, you know, hypothetically theoretically, even though you may not agree with how, you know, that your tax money is being spent on, uh, cruise missiles, um, which I don't, you know, but, but even then, like, if you do improve your, your life in the real world, it costs more than you think, because there is that added tax component, because, you know, if you're just metaverse rich and you're happy, uh, you know, having, um, the biggest dick in the metaverse and, and aboard a board eight yacht club, you know, profile picture and all that, like, maybe you never, you know, really pay taxes and maybe you never really get in trouble or anything. Um, if you improve your real life, like, they're going to know.
0: So, so, Messi, what what makes you, you... First of all, are you happy? But I suppose the first question is, what makes you happy? And do you have that in your life at the moment?
2: Yeah, I'd say I'm, I'm in a pretty good place right now. Um, you know, like, I, I feel like a lot of people... Um, and crypto you know battle mental health issues um you know I've I've fought depression for a long time in my life and, and for those those people you know that that don't have it you know imagine just being like really unhappy and like hopeless for no reason you know even when things are great um and, and I think you know, my, my kind of hiatus or, or at least concentrating more on like a smaller friend group and, and more on myself. Like I've been going back to the gym been spending more time with my wife, you know, been really trying as much as I can to, cause I, I do love screen time, right? This is my passion. This is my life. This makes me very happy. And, and just, just meeting people and doing the research and, you know, that that's all great. But at the same time, you know, a lot of times like you get sucked away from real life, and and you miss some really important things, Um, you know? And and I think recently, just being away from everything, um, you know, I've been able to get in a really, really good place just because I've been more focused on, you know, like my family, getting in shape, um, you know, trying to meet new friends, like doing things in the real world. you know, like I've, I've got a, a daughter on the way now, um, which I'm really, really blessed and, and excited about. Congrats, and, dude. Okay, I mean, congratulations.
0: Well played, I, well played.
2: I said forever that, you know, my, my number one goal with crypto um, was to be able to be a professional father. Because um, my dad wasn't a bad dad at all. He was a great provider, but he was not a professional father. You know, when I say professional father, I mean like a very involved, like very hands-on you know kind of dad that's like you know like your mentor your best friend you somebody you can confide in somebody that always knows what's going on with you like something like that so so i've always wanted to be that to my kids and, and i now have the ability to do that um you know which is something i'm really really excited about you know but look like To to anyone that is experiencing like any kind of depression or anxiety or anything like that. Like you, you need to take a big, like deep breath and just realize like, especially if you've done well here, like these could be some of the best times of your life. Um, and and when shit happens in life and, and shit always happens, you know, we, we all have parents, you know, your parents fucking die, your friends die. Like, like life sucks sometimes. Um, but it's very, it's really important to realize when times are good um, and to be thankful for that. And I think, you know, expressing gratitude um, for those things is very important, you know, and and being thankful and, and not only being thankful, but giving back um, in some way, you know, whether that's helping friends out, whether that's doing charity work, you know, whether that's helping to educate other people, you know, so that they can have certain freedoms in their life. Um, you always need to be giving back and and you always need to be kind of helping, helping other people. It feels good, you know, to do that. Um, But, you know, take a step back, you know, take a breather. These are the good times. And, you know, also your, your life shouldn't be just sitting there in front of a fucking computer. Like that's really unnatural. It's not healthy. Um, I understand, you know, modern society, like we're, we're in front of screens a lot, you know, that's a big part of who we are now. And it's almost changed like the very nature of human consciousness, you know, to where we have these, these large social media networks now, and and you see like cancel culture and things like that, you know, and groupthink have become like really, really big things. Um, But it's because people are so connected now that we're, we're, we almost, there's so few like individual free thinkers. Um, and so many like sheeple, you know, people that that just want to join a cult. Joining a cult is fun, you know. People are tribalistic <laughs> by nature, right? But now you've got social media networks and everything, and, and human like consciousness has almost like evolved into into this hive mind, um, a collective consciousness, if you will, um, because people online are able to express the same opinions or, or follow opinions of others um, very freely now. And, and that's, honestly, I think social media and stuff like that can be very, very unhealthy. Um, mm-hmm. It was unhealthy for me, and, and look, I know, like, a lot
0: I think we lost him. Did we lose him?
1: Oh, he's dropped out. Yeah.
0: Okay, he'll come back. He's got the link. Um, yeah, I was kind of hoping that the market would actually do a little bit of a bounce here, but it seems that, um, what Jay pal had for breakfast this morning is not really helping the situation, is it?
1: Yeah. Um, shit.
0: Yeah. It's just gone through that, that support band. Um, yeah, it's not looking good at all. Uh, one of the questions Mm -hmm. I actually was that came through on the, on, on, on the chat was, um, how, uh, Messi, how did your redemption arc go before being down bad in May to making it back? There he is. Okay. Welcome back. Hey. Yeah, yeah we, we, can, we, we can lost address,
2: you. Yeah, I, the, um, the browser tab crashed. But okay. I, I'll finish this thought real quick. Think about how many times like you've been sitting on the couch. You look up at even your favorite fucking show in the world, like one you've been waiting all week to watch um, or you're at a party with friends or, or whatever. And your butt is sitting there on your phone. Did somebody like my tweet? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know not here. Oh, yeah. Oh, somebody commented. Got a reply to that. You know, scroll down. Oh, that's another like. Oh, this one's doing numbers. Oh, 100 likes. Oh, yeah, that feels good. You know, like social media is like it it's a drug and it's extremely addicting and I think it's extremely damaging as well. Um, you know, when you get caught up in, in these dopamine feedback loops and, and you can just like, you get so lost in, in, in it and consumed by it. Um, I think it's super, super unhealthy or for me at least, you know, it was, so I, I think, you know, a big component of mental health is is stop trying to, you know, like, get the fuck off Twitter and, and stop, and it's difficult too, it's really hard, you know, get the fuck off Twitter and, and stop trying to farm likes and engagement and, you
0: know. So, I re- like I remember, sure. I remember on one, I remember on one of the Hero Labs um, streams, it was close to May last year, um, you actually had quite a a heartfelt stream where you actually like did did, did essentially talk about, you know, depression and you know, obviously coming to terms with, you know, how do I manage this shit in my life? And there's a very different messy on stream today, I must say. Because I mean I pretty much watched all of the Hero Labs streams. I mean, I was there when you went fucking mental in Avalanche when you wore your ape suit. It's got to go down as one of the most one of the most epic moments in crypto for me. You know, and I've been around for a while as well. You know, I've been around for a number of years and that was just fucking ridiculous crazy and just beautiful all rolled into one and it was like well i've got these issues in my life and it's really cool to actually see you sitting here and you like you kind of like i mean you've always been good with your advice you've always been good with your perspective on things and you know you 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 think about shit and you articulate it really well but i see it's more refined now and it's quite cool to see so well played dude you know not not I'm, just well played i'm i'm at, I'm at peace i'm
2: i'm in a better mental place a better physical yeah. place you know i i got to say you know after may like i had i had almost almost made it i mean by many people's definitions i had made it big um and then you know may happened and and we you know china released the news it's pretty much black swan type shit you know hey we're going to we're going to ban mining and of course, what did everybody do? You know, when we saw that news, like we memed it to death, like, oh China banned Bitcoin for the you know a thousand thousandth time. But this time it was real, you know, and, and it had become such a meme at that point, you know, that that I feel like a lot of people, including myself, were just like, ah, uh, you know, China, I'm like, come on, like this is bullshit. <laughs> but it was real and like, our shit nuked hard, like so hard. It was relentless, fucking down. It wasn't even a grind, it was just down only no chance to react. You know, if you thought about something for two days, your portfolio was down another 30%. So here I was like, you know, looking back at that number that I had and I was just like, God damn it. Like, dude, you didn't realize what you would have. You would do anything to have that amount now. Like you would do anything. Like how could you have fucking let this happen? And I I still remember, you know, like I was super embarrassed. Like I had PTSD super hard, you know, especially after having that kind of drawdown again, you know, because I experienced a huge drawdown in 2018. Um, But, you know, I was like, fuck, you know, ever since 2018, you've told yourself every day, never again. And I said, look at you now, like here you are (laughs) in the exact same fucking place because you got too greedy. Like, how did you find yourself in this situation? How could you have let this happen? There's, so there's a lot of like self-loathing and stuff that comes out of an event like that. You know, especially if you are accountable to yourself and you're not blaming somebody else. Because I definitely knew that shit was my fault. You know, I was like, oh, you know, you were a fucking idiot. Like, why did you not sell it? or at least take some risk off and have some stables, you know, to buy the dip or whatever? Like, just fucking idiot. So eventually, you know, I, I got really, really down bad. I ended up shorting the bottom on Ethereum. You know, I I, would, I don't play with leverage ever. I was just 1x shorting, but the shitty thing about a short is that even if you're if you're 1x long, you can't get liquidated, right? If you're 1x short, you can get liquidated. You know, if the price of the asset goes 2x, you're fucked. You're down to zero. <laughs> so I had made I'd actually made pretty good money. You know, I was uh, using d/dx and I had shorted Ethereum over and over and over again and i had won like seven in a row you know and i was like fuck yeah and every little bit of profit that i had gotten there is this coin that i found called a spell and every bit of profit it was a 10 million dollar cap at that point so every little bit of profit that i'd gotten from shorting i had withdrawn and bought spell with so i'd kind of been dollar cost averaging into spell for about a month um and spell hadn't done anything yet Danny was a nobody you know like all I had known about this guy was that like hey like he seems to have like leadership chops and spells an interesting product you know the the total uh total addressable market of this is huge because it's going to unlock you know it's going to unlock potential in a billion dollars plus of yield bearing assets and I said I was thinking to myself like if Danny can pull this off why wouldn't people do this, you know, especially like if yields are low, like this is an opportunity to amplify yield, to add leverage to your portfolio, like to do all sorts of different things. So, you know, I, I needed a home run and, and I felt like Spell was that play. And that play or, or that thesis was further solidified. You know, when I saw it was literally like one tweet, but I saw a band tag mention it uh, from Yarn. And he, he never talks about any kind of shit coin or anything like that. And he just kind of mentioned it in passing um, that like, this is good shit or something like that. But I was like, damn, like if this guy thinks this is good tech, like it is good tech. So now I'm looking at something that, you know, Hey, a guy way smarter than me says, this is like great technology. And you've got a, a leader at the head of this community. Who's like, I just knew Danny was was going to be a star. Like after talking to him, seeing the way he interacted with his community, I was like, this guy is a big fucking deal. Like people just don't know it yet. So that's why I was going so hard into that. So then, you know, I, I told myself, like, hey, you know, I did short the bottom on Ethereum, but I was like, you're gonna close your shorts and shit and just go balls deep long if we recover this year in the VWAP. Um, and that was my plan, and I never thought it would happen and so I was like oh man there's nothing worse than eating a loss or closing a position for a loss it just feels like shit you know admitting you're wrong not not just publicly you know but to yourself uh is probably the worst part you know people I hate being wrong you know everybody hates being wrong so I had to admit that I was wrong and I saw Kyle uh Davies from three arrows who everybody knows I love the three arrows bags um you know I I think Sue and Kyle are, are super smart I saw him posting about Avalanche before Avalanche Rush and he was mentioning mentioning that there's like 200 million dollars or some crazy number at the time but it wasn't 200 million dollars. It was like 10 million AVAX or something like, you know, it ended up being like a billion dollar incentive yeah. program, right? But I, I saw him posting about this and, you know, I had kind of at that point, like in my head, I, I thought that, you know, like only Arbitrum is the way you know Arbitrum maximalism Arbitrum's great Arbitrum this Arbitrum that but I saw him posting about this and I was like you know what like I just kind of got a gut feeling about it and I was like fuck it you know like I've been such a bitch about bridging anywhere else and and trying anything (laughs) like I was one of the first people on Binance Smart Chain and I could have made bank but there wasn't a good way to get off Binance Spark Chain at that point, and Binance banned US customers. Um, so I, you know, before they did that, I said, fuck, you know, it doesn't matter how much money I make over here if I can't get my money off, and I, I didn't have the foresight to think, like, dude, come on, like, in the future, there's going to be, like, a bridge or something, and you're just going to be able to get your shit no. off. Like, I wasn't thinking like that. I was just in protection mode. Like, get your fucking money off BSC right now. Of course, the second after I got off BSC, like, everything went 100x. So I was like, God damn it! Like you know, like you, th- you could have won huge here, you know, and and stuff I sold like went huge, like I I had like a million dollars worth of BNB at like thirty bucks, you know, and and that could have been fucking bank, but I sold it all, you know. So I'm like, okay, like you've been a like ever since that you've had like this bridge, you know, L one PTSD, and you've been a bitch about it, but like you need to at least fucking use this new bridge that that they're hyping up, see what it's about for yourself and then make a decision. So I, I was like, okay, I'm gonna be conservative. I moved like 10% of my portfolio across the bridge. And I was just like, whoa, that was fucking easy. Like, okay. I started fooling around with the chain. I was like, whoa, like this is like Ethereum, but like actually good. Like, you know, it works, it's fast, it's cheap. Looking at all these charts, I'm like looking at like Trader Joe at like 10, fucking twenty million dollar market cap maybe, and I'm like, so you're telling me like you got a two hundred million dollar incentive you know program on the way, and the like coolest AMM here is like twenty million dollar market cap like, and then you're looking at like Pancake Swap and shit and and that's like a billion dollar market cap, so I'm like okay. I need to start getting my feet wet. So I, I bridged over a little more. The numbers start going up, started bridging over more, the numbers going up a little more. And eventually I said, fuck it, like I want to make it. So I'm going all in on AVAX and, and this ecosystem. So that ended up going really, really well. I um, mean, I ended up through Avalanche, you know, eclipsing my previous all time high in my portfolio uh, before May did really well there. Um, So, Spell hadn't even really run super hard yet. Um, Then Spell decided to go 150x, and I had a pretty big position in that too, um, which worked out very well uh,
0: too. So, Messi, you messaged on In The Pit, and you spoke about Spell when it was at 0.0022 or was it, it was two, it was three zeros before the the 22. I think it was three zeros. You know, I
2: I was looking at Spell um, when it was very, very low market cap. So I actually, the first time I ever found out about Spell um, was I'm a big wallet snooper. I think wallet snooping is is huge. I was gonna
0: ask you about that and Nansen. I wanted to get into that.
2: Wallet snooping is huge alpha, not enough people do it. and everybody should be very nosy about people's wallets. Um, but one of the wallets I follow was Machi big brother. He's, you know, one of the biggest worst- <clears throat> yacht club, Wales, uh, cream founder, you know, me snooping his wallet was just like, Hey, this guy seems like pretty insidery um, on a lot of things. Like I'm going to keep an eye on what he's buying and stuff. Cause like he might know something. Right. So I saw spell in his wallet and I was like, that that was what led me to start researching and when i started researching it then i saw bantac had mentioned it um and then i you know joined the community and i started buying some um wallet snooping is huge you know the the best advice to like kind of build up build up your rolodex and and one of the things that i enjoy doing is i'll go to uh to coins that have smart people in them. you know, go to, go to like high-quality projects. Like go to something like a, a Convex. Um, high-quality, whatever, whatever you're trying to look at, right?
0: Definitely Dopex. Yeah, something like Dopex,
2: too, is, is mm-hmm. I think a great way to do this on. Um, but you're, you're going to want to go to the top holders of that. And if, if it is staked, like the Spell, for example, you'd want to look at the S Spell balances, or, or M Spell, I believe they have now. But look at those look at those top wallets and the top twenty wallets. Pull up Zapperfy and copy and paste each address going down the list into Zapperfy and see what those guys are around. I see you're using Dbank there. Some people prefer DeBank. I like Zapperfy better, uh, but Dbank is is another place you can do this. Um, can you um, can you search protocols on Zapper? Can you search what?
1: You yeah, can search for a protocol. So you say can, how yeah. like uh, you can just bring up a convex on on a D-Bank DeBank and
2: oh, I don't, I'm not quite sure. Where can so on DeBank you can search convex and
0: yeah, and it yeah, brings so up like, all the biggest wallets. Okay, that's I didn't know
2: that. That's good, Alpha. It's
0: cool.
1: And then I just I just usually pop in. You can even see like the history on there as well. Which I mean, yeah. this is fucking this is just fucking stupid, isn't it? Really. Yeah. <laughs> Um, $3 billion.
0: That's, that's good. That's
2: good technology.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> talking about good technology, you've, you've obviously the last two days, you've been using that line quite a bit. And I wanted to, uh, I, I, saw, I, saw, so,
2: I saw somebody uh, say something about the technology and, and it just cracked me up. Um, so I decided to co-opt it and, you know, me, meme about the, the technology. I mean, the meme is that we're all in it for the tech, right? Um,
0: Correct. But you so know, what, it is, it is pretty shameful. To see. What technology are you are you enjoying at the moment, and can you give us your thought process behind it? Because
2: yeah, I, yeah, I'll, I'll run through what I'm in right now and and why. Um, so, like, my thoughts most times, and this is a blessing and a curse. Um, but my thought process is very binary. Um, there's not, I don't, I don't process gray areas very. You know, it's either this or that, um, and I say it's a blessing because you know when I'm when I'm right, I'm very right, um, and it's a curse because I'm, when I'm wrong, I'm very wrong. You know, there's really no no in between there. I I looked. At, I'm looking at these charts right now. I'm looking at the market, and I see it very you know as something being you know very binary right now in the sense that. Either things are very cheap right now, you know, we've got things that are down, good technology is down 80% off the highs, 85% off the highs, you know, people are, are in absolute Wojak, you know, agony (laughs) mode over some of these bags they bought, especially if they bought, you know, at the end of December last year or whatever. We've got tax day coming up, which, you know, historically, if if you look back at at these markets um around this time they bottom often you know before taxes uh about a week before because April 15th like tax day that's forced selling people have to sell you know after those people are out especially like i mean fuck if something's down 80% and we have forced selling who's left to sell the sellers run out of coins you know, so so it's my thesis that either A, everything is very cheap here. You know, the market's in a very depressed state. You know, you've got people calling for 28K, two-year bear market again, all of this shit. You've got people that know nothing about macro. And I even got in this loop for a minute myself. Um, people that know nothing about macro and yield curves and all of this, like, psyopsing themselves into being ridiculously fucking bearish, you know, because of things that they don't really even understand or know fucking anything about. Um, Like I was doing that, you know, and I know a lot of other smart people, they're doing that, you know, and maybe they're right. But at the same time, like, it's either like, Hey, we're in for like a two year bear, or it's like, Hey, everything's cool. And this stuff is actually cheap. So I actually, I decided to go all in a few days ago. I've been dollar cost averaging for the last few weeks. Um, And I I decided to go all in mainly just because I felt like there's a lot of money still coming into this space. I mean, I feel like it's every day on Twitter that I'm reading that something has just raised $200 million or fucking $500 you know, this or that. And the amount of VC and, and, you know, like, institutional grade money flooding in this is just stupid. And it doesn't seem to have slowed down. You look at something like layer zero and, and Stargate. you know, like, the rumors around those raises, like, they've raised dummy money, like, huge, huge money. If this is bearish, you know, wouldn't that faucet have kind of dried up? At least is my thought process. So fuck I'm balls deep you know I'm, I'm here to win like I've accomplished my financial goals you know I took enough out of this system to where it doesn't matter what happens here anymore um and that was like super liberating because now it's I'm just playing a game and, and I want to play it well and I want to do well you know I'm not focusing on a number anymore I'm focusing on doing well doesn't matter what the number is hopefully it's higher you know that'd be nice but it truly doesn't matter um so I decided to buy things. Um, I really, really, really like certain charts. Um, DYDX is a really good example of this. And of course, there's, there's also the issue and something you need to keep in mind. You can look at things and the FDV or the value accrual to the token or, or things like that. If you're going to invest in something that matters, if you're going to trade something that doesn't matter. You know, when I, when I look at DYDX, I'm looking at something and yeah, you'll definitely want to put that on the daily time frame. So I'm looking at something here, you know, that has been basically down only forever. Then you go look at the annualized revenue for DYDX and it's like $600 yeah, it's million. Fucking, it's fucking stupid. insanity. You know, but at the same time, DYDX is a fucking useless farm token, right? <laughs> um, but at some point it won't be like, but then you look at the FDV and you're like, oh, and, you know, this thing's what, like five billion dollar FDV or something retarded like that. Like the FDV is really high. You know, at the same time, though, shits down 80 percent off the highs and it is doing 600 million dollars in annualized revenue. And it is a, a big VC bag and, and stuff like that. So it was my thought that like, hey, you know, like I could get in something like this, you know, at least surely you've got like starkware powered like derivatives exchange that's just a revenue generating monster like surely this is good for a few x's at least and because they do have those institutional market makers like you can offload a, a decent sized position here so like okay it's liquid it's down 80 percent surely this thing can can fucking go and, and to me that current chart looks like disbelief right now um And I could be wrong. And of course, this thing could fucking drill down to two bucks, which is originally where I wanted to buy it. And if I had just waited, you know, that would have been great. But we'll see. Um, With that, you know, another chart that's the exact same chart is IMX, and that's Immutable X. Another Starkware-powered L2. Um, You know, I I think this Starkware stuff is good technology. Um, and, And really, that was my way to expose to the metaverse uh play to earn narrative um imx is purpose built for that um and and much like how i originally um bridged over to avalanche and used it and then got bullish on it i did the same here and to me that looks like another disbelief chart that was a sucker's rally right um I bridged over to IMX and I tried it and it just fucking works. And it works really well. It's fast and cheap and intuitive. You know, they're releasing the metrics in this thing. You know, I I read something from Delphi um, and apparently like it's processing uh, the second most NFT volume out of anything other than Ethereum. It's even surpassed Solana now, which is pretty big. Once again, looking at something that's 80% off the highest Starkware powered, you know, L2, like designed specifically for this, they just closed a $200 million round on this coin. Um, Look at the FTV though. Oh, the FTV. you know, FTV is what? Like $5 billion or something like that. But the market cap is 600. And when you look at the actual, you know, supply and distribution schedule... I mean, there, there's really no increase to the circulating market cap of this coin until November later this year. So there, it's not like there's a ton of supply coming online. You know, surely this, can, this has at least a few Xs in it, right? Like that's kind of my thought process behind these types of things. Um, I also bought some uh, Joe, Trader Joe, Just because they've revamped their token economics they've they've got three things now three avenues for staking um ve joe s joe and r joe s joe is where you stake if you just want to put your joe in and get paid in dollars those dollars come from protocol revenue so they are distributing the revenue to s joe stakers. ve joe is where you can stake to boost your farms um and then Arjo is their incubator. So I can stake an Arjo to get allocations to, to things that they're incubating and, you know, new projects and things that launch. But you get to pick your poison, which I, I think is a really, really cool concept. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there's a definitely like a metagame involved there of how to extract the best value out of this. You know, is it better to go all in as Joe? Well, For me, I didn't want to fucking manage everything. And you know what? Mate, and I'm getting like 20% APR paid in stables on that, which is really nice. But... You know, maybe if I did want to be more active about it and I wanted to be a farmer and rotate around and try to capture the best opportunities, maybe then, you know, the, the best way to play the game would be to go in VE Joe and then decide which farms are are the best to boost. But I'm sure you guys probably heard about the the PT, PTP wars, um, mm-hmm. which are kind of a meme. But there's something, uh, an, an upcoming narrative. And this is the the Joe Wars, and this is based on convex-like protocols that are launching, with the aim to accumulate VE Joe and provide a boosted farming experience. Now, here's why it's kind of a meme, um, and but it doesn't really matter. But this it is kind of a meme just because. Convex is controlling curve is valuable because curve has the ability to direct liquidity, okay? So by controlling curve, not only can you boost the yield for something, but because of the gauges, I can determine where that boosted yield is going and I can steer it to particular pools. And that's what makes you know, owning curve or convex so valuable is it, it makes you a director of liquidity. Now, when I'm looking at something like, like Joe, Okay, there will be protocols that are going to accumulate Joe, and that is going to create an an artificial source of demand for Joe, which is great, because now I don't need retail FOMOing in to drive this up, right? I can have these protocols, you know, curving up, Hoovering up this Joe, and the number goes up. But at the same time, all of these are going to be providing is a boosted farming experience. It's just a wrapper for the farms on Joe themselves, where I can come get a higher APR, you know, by staking in this layer two farm, uh, if you will, uh, for Joe. But at the same time, like Joe doesn't have the ability to direct liquidity. You know, Joe would be very valuable if, and I don't know if they will or will not implement this, if they implement gauges to where. You know, these protocols had the actual ability to steer liquidity, because when you introduce the ability to direct liquidity, then you open up an additional source of revenue for the token itself. And that's through bribing. You know, people are going to want to pay to have liquidity steered at their protocol. Um, it enables a whole new meta game. So really, my thought with Joe is, hey, it's like 80 percent off the highs. It's kind of an AVAX beta play. You know, if you're going to be bullish on Avalanche, you know, you got to be bullish on Joe. Um, It's something that I'm okay with holding for a little bit, you know, just because it does pay that good APR. Um, And if they were to introduce some kind of gauges or anything like that in the future, it'd be great. You know, worst case scenario here, you've got these protocols that launch, they vacuum up a bunch of Joe, and that's all it's got in it. And you bang out a couple of X's on it. Um, So that's really my mentality, you know, with Joe uh ben key i'm thinking is kind of a, a more mid to long-term play um it really wasn't interesting until recently and that the ticker is just qi um but they uh launched a liquid staking product um and that's really what piques my interest because you know not only do you get their money market which is a compound fork and you know a good one at that but you also get liquid staking with key and um for anybody listening, you know that doesn't know what liquid staking is. It's basically like Lido, for example. Um, Key works. Key is basically like Lido. Okay, I can take my Avalanche on C chain. I can deposit it onto Key liquid staking, and they're gonna take that and work their magic, and then I'm able to get that six, eight, nine, whatever the native AVAX APR is for validating on the network now the important thing is is that by having this liquid staking product key becomes a player um, in this subnet game in the subnet narrative because avalanche has you know hundreds of millions of dollar fund to incubate subnets right that's the next big avalanche narrative you, we saw DeFi kingdoms launch very successfully in its own subnet Doing huge throughput, you know. I talk to a lot of DeFi Kingdom users. They say it's a really, really good experience. Um, and I, I think subnets are a way to scale right now. I think we're going to see some cool things coming um, and happening on subnets. But with Key, you know, these subnets need to be validated. Um, and having this liquid staking product makes them a key player in subnet validation. Um, and the liquid staking product has been growing, so. I figured, hey, this shit's like a hundred million dollar cap. I can actually supply my key uh right now in the money market and get like 30% APR. It's paid in avax which is pretty nice. Um, so once again, you know, having that nice income stream and buying something 80% off the highs, it makes it something that I'm okay with holding for at least a little bit and seeing how it plays out, seeing if it becomes something big. Um I don't know
1: how true it was about maybe an update to that tokenomics as well with maybe a V V E ve style model coming. in I, I uh, have I have heard things like that and,
2: and key does you know generate revenue um yeah that that would be nice I mean, for me I don't particularly like the idea of locking something up 10. for more than a month or two at a time even even that makes me really uncomfortable, you know, because I, I think in these markets, things can change so fast um, that if, if I were to take my curve and I were to lock you know, if I had curve, you know, and I bought curve and I said, you know, I'm going to lock my curve up for four years. I think that that's insane. You know what? <laughs> what's to say that this this platform won't be disrupted in four years? I mean, significantly disrupted. And that's by another platform by regul, you know, regulatory measures, there's so many things that can go fucking wrong. You know, like literally I can lock my shit up for four years and then fucking Joe Biden or whoever comes out tomorrow and is like, curve is legal. And I'm like, oh fuck, you know, like (laughs) what am I gonna do? I I know a lot of folks that locked their KP3R up for four years when it was at like 2000 bucks and now it's at 500 bucks and they're like, God damn it. Like, you know, like it's 500 bucks. And Andre said he's quitting DeFi. Like, I mean, fuck. Like, I, I just, I can't bring myself really to lock anything up, but that doesn't mean that you can't benefit from it because other people will lock things up. You know, I I do think a better model um, is one more similar to GMX, which is another one of my positions, um, to where longer-term participants are rewarded uh, with, with boosted revenue. From the, from the protocol. So, so maybe, you know, and I I think Platypus has similar token economics, you know, the longer you're in it, you kind of build up a multiplier on your APR that you're getting. Um, And when you sell it, you burn that multiplier, you sacrifice it. So there is a deterrent to selling. There is a reward to the longer term participants, but at the same time, I get to stay liquid. You know, if I if if something happened with GMX or whatever right now and I was like, oh, my fucking God, like I need to get out of this immediately. I have I have the ability to do so. I'm not stuck. And I think remaining liquid here is very, very important, Um, not only because, hey, this is fucking DeFi. It's, you know, the Wild West. Anything can happen at a moment's notice, Um, you know, but but because there may be some kind of opportunity, you know, that presents itself um and and you're going to want to be liquid for that so like you need to at any time you need to be able to be flexible and and be able to pivot I think uh locking up is you know who's to say me this stuff will still be here in four years I don't I hope so
1: do you still fuck with the uh GLP product
2: (laughs) no I don't I think it's an awesome product um the reason I'm not you know I'm I've got a very large GMX position. Um, I think I've, my rewards now are boosted um, somewhere around 18 to 20%, um, which is a decent boost. You know, I'm, I'm still building it. still accumulating that every day Um, with GLP, it gives you really good exposure. I I particularly like the GLP product on Avalanche just because you're getting AVAX, Bitcoin and Ethereum, which in my opinion, are, are all really high quality assets. Um, but it's volatility needed because there's a stablecoin component of that position. You are a liquidity provider and, and you know, you're getting pays Are you're getting paid, you know, for people swapping in and out of that position. Um, what I didn't like about it was I want to fucking win big. Um, I'm looking at the market down 80% right now. on a lot of things that I believe to be good technology, right? Um, And they are good technology as long as they go up. You know, I think that they're good technology (laughs) and people don't realize it yet. Um, But with GLP, you know, especially when I decided to to pretty much go all in um, a few days ago, like GLP didn't give me that, hey, like, you know, if these FOMC minutes come out and, and, you know, the forced selling is over for taxes or whatever, that's not going to bang out two, three X in a month. Like, you no. Know, and and I didn't I didn't want that. Now, GLP is is a product that I might go in. Like, let's say my thesis plays out, and and even if it is selling May and walk away. Like, we ended up we ended up banging out a two x, you know, here and there on different things by the end of April. um A little bit of mean reversion, if you will, after this forced selling and down only and all that. Even if it's just, even if it is just a shitty fucking balance. Like, yeah, let's bang out a two x. Like that, that might be something I'm interested in, in pushing some money into uh, for the longer term, because not only do you get exposure to really high-quality assets, but it's also yield-bearing and volatility muted So I, I think that makes it a great product, especially if if you want to hold uh, for a long period of time. Agreed, agreed.
1: So anything else that you got your eye on, or potentially i up?
2: Not really. You know, I, I do, or actually, you know what? I, I did buy some Ren. Um, Ren. Ren actually got me started in DeFi. It got me into DeFi really early. Um, and I didn't even realize that it was DeFi at that point. You know, I didn't know what it was. I just thought Ren was good technology, and it ended up being good technology. You know, I, I trade a lot on gut feel. Um, and, and with REN, I just kind of got a feeling about it. Um, but REN, REN, uh, early DeFi summer, and you can see, you know, it on the chart right there. Um, you know, where REN had its run, and that allowed me to, you know, go from 2018 like down bad mode to like, hey, you know, I've got some dry powder, and now I can participate in DeFi. Um, it'll, you know. I've always stressed the importance of, of having an early runner um, and, and the advantages that, that that can give you in a portfolio um, for this season. If this season does happen at all, that early runner for me was Stargate. You know, like I was able to, like, increase my portfolio by like 50 percent, like made a lot of money on it. And that really set me up to, to be able to take on some risk um, without losing what I originally had. Um, to have some fucking balls and and put me in a good position where if I did have a thesis and that played out correctly, that the compounding gains from that would be enormous uh, relative to that initial amount of capital I have. Um, so I, I bought some rim just because I think, you know, on the back of this layer zero hype and the money coming into this ecosystem from layer zero, I think cross chain is, is going to get a lot of attention. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at REN. I quite like the chart. You know, we're in an area that's proofed as support for a very long time. And we're talking about a product that it, the team is Alameda. Alameda is developing Wren. You know, Alameda acquired REN. And what that actually means is that Alameda acquired the development team for REN. So the development team for REN are Alameda now. So we're talking you know and sam tabasco and everything he is an absolute dickhead you know a lot of times especially like his little i bought all the coins post and you know then there's fun <laughs> about how alameda is like trying to destroy waves and make a ton of money off of it you know they, they do a lot of questionable things but you know you do not ever fade alameda on something that has their name on it something that's actually theirs so that's a big part of my thesis for for ren you know when when Tabasco came out and said hey we bought all the coins for Stargate and then they listed it on FTX and there was no perp it's like (laughs) like you're fading this like what the fuck are you doing like they just put their name on this like they took ownership of it they did something very similar with Ren um back in early 2021 um so so Ren is kind of like a Thorchain competitor in a sense you know and that not only could it bridge cross chain but it can bridge cross technology as well, um, meaning that I can bridge from Bitcoin to Ethereum, and then I can bridge from Bitcoin to Doge, like things like that. It connects everything. And Ren is something you know that's been in development for a long time. It it's got amazing leadership, Long Wang. Can I mean, come on, tell me a better name, you know, for for like <laughs> the front man of a project than Long <laughs> Wang? Um, <laughs> And Ren also like came from a different era. We're talking about something that doesn't have a retarded like FDV and that doesn't have, you know, these VCs and shit that are like gonna get 90% of the tokens in four years. Right? Ren has a like a five hundred million cap and a $500 million FDV. Like there's no surprises here in the future, mm-hmm. which I quite like. And there's nobody middle curving and thinking about the FDV or anything like that, which I like as well. So Rin, for me, is kind of like an echo play on the back of all of this layer Zero, you know, cross-chain hype. And I think that Rin, you know, could definitely be a beneficiary of that narrative if that narrative proves to be strong. And I think that narrative will prove to be strong as it's fleshed out a bit more. Uh, Another thing that really caught my interest, you know, one of the biggest issues with Rin at the moment, and the liquidity isn't terrible. But and, and not the liquidity for the token itself, but the liquidity of the assets um, facilitated by the REN bridge. Now, they, they're they launching something that is supposed to rectify this. It's called Catalog. Um, Catalog completed a raise, I think, at the end, it was either the beginning or end of March. It's the first product built on REN VM. Um, So a lot of people don't realize this, but rent is a L zero. I mean, rent isn't like an L one pretty much, but it acts as an L zero, but it's priced as a protocol. You know, this, this is something that I think people need to keep in mind. And this is something that serves as the basis, you know, of, of my thesis for some other things as well. Certain valuations make sense for certain things. And there's different tiers, different types of things are capable of different types of valuations. So a DeFi protocol, for example, do you see any DeFi protocols that are $25 billion market cap? No, you don't. Do you see L1s that are $25 billion market cap? Yes. The ceiling for valuation on L1 is much higher than the ceiling for valuation on protocol. So the way I think about it is RIN is currently priced as a protocol and not priced in in the L1 range. And even at at the shitty end of the L1 range spectrum, so we're talking Phantom, you know, the the chains that are kind of DeFi dev playgrounds, you know, there's a lot of fun and games and, you know, interesting things to do in Phantom, but in terms of user experience, in my opinion, the user experience on Phantom fucking sucks, especially relative to like Avalanche or something like that. Um, when Phantom gets clogged, it's extremely unusable, extremely. But Phantom's a $5 billion market cap. Okay. It's that's L1 pricing. So, Ren, $500 million market cap, Alameda backed, Catalog Raise, which is a, a fucking D app okay, for REN that's going to solve the liquidity issues of the assets for the RIM bridge was raised at a $75 million FDV. And REN is $500 million FTV. So to me, that just made a lot of sense. Looking at the chart, I think it's mispriced. I think it's priced as a protocol, but it should be priced as an L1. So let's let's say it's priced on the absolute shittiest of shit tier L1 ranges. Should at least be good for a billion. You know, one and a a half, $2 billion market cap. I don't see why not. Um, so that's basically... You have to really, you know, go, have to to really
1: go down. Like, Harmony's coming in at 1.6 there.
2: So even Harmony, which is the worst, that, that is the <laughs> shittiest of shit here. And Harmony basically just lost its entire chain because DeFi Kingdoms was Harmony.
0: Yeah, they're pretty much going to have to think long and hard in terms of trying to reinvent themselves after that, aren't they? They just
2: couldn't get their RPCs working, uh, yeah. well, with, which I think was their downfall. You know, Five Kingdoms, which is their flagship app, literally left, you know, the chain.
0: Um, Messi, in terms of your... Um, I completely agree with you in terms of this whole 80% drawdown and and also because I'm an eternal bull, but I was just wondering, you know, like... I mean, these are these are current narratives, right? Um, what are your thoughts around future narratives? And the first thing that kind of came to my mind, and I, and I really want your opinion on, is do you know much about radix?
2: Uh, I've got a lot of friends that have been invested in radix for a very long time.
0: Do you have an opinion on it yet, or have you not gone gone into it yet?
2: I I know from from everyone I spoken with they're they're a bit annoyed at the progress um that said i i do think radix is good technology you know i it'll be interesting to see how that can flesh out you know what one of the biggest misses for a lot of different things and i mean shit, look at that chart like you know you're getting an opportunity to to buy it um very cheap potentially you know if it ends up being something Here's what Avalanche did right, better than anyone I've ever seen. In order to be big, you have to make your users rich. You have to, you know, that's Solana's downfall. Now Solana is backstopped by gigantic money, like the biggest money possible. So Solana still wins, right? But look at any fucking protocol on Solana and it's just wrecked as like they're the biggest fucking jokes ever all of them like there's not one that isn't just mean level fucking wrecked now Solana's biggest issue was they wrecked the community so now they don't have much of a community you know I think the nft community in Solana is pretty strong um and I've heard good things about the you know the nft infrastructure over there but in terms of DeFi there is not a Solana DeFi community. And for good reason. Because every fucking DeFi that went over Solana, Sam stole all their money. I mean, simple as that. You know, listed something with awful dog shit tier token economics. Um, you know, with $20 billion FTV, listed a perp on FTX, short at the fucking top, and just let this fucking thing bleed out literally forever. I'm locked in profit. Who gives a fuck? You know avalanche on the other hand like it gave people an opportunity to come over there and make it and that's why you see like out of any of the l1s avalanche has this like cult-like community almost but it's because these guys are always there's always something going on over there you know there's always a new narrative a new project a new something something exciting going on in avalanche and the early users of avalanche came in and got rich, you know, so they're loyal, you know, you want to make somebody, you know, loyal and you want to make somebody a user of your product, you know, you have to enrich the community. And that's, that's like so many, and this is protocols, so many different things fail at this because they don't give people an opportunity to make it, you know, it's heavily skewed towards, Hey, only the pre you know, sale investors are going to make it and everybody else isn't going to make it. Um, a good example of that is looks rare you know, the, the guys that were in the look Seed round made fucking bang, right? And then anybody that bought it after that just got fucking smoked. Like you got rolled hard. Well, it's really, really, really difficult to disrupt the mode that OpenSea is built. And, and the reason is, is because OpenSea was allowed to persist, even, even if it's a terrible user experience and they fucked the community at every opportunity they have for the longest time, it was like the best and only solution there was. So people are used to that. When when people are used to things they don't want to switch, it becomes really, really difficult to disrupt that. So then looks rare comes along, and when it launches, shit was like a billion dollar market cap or something fucking insane like that. So of course it's going to be downloaded from there. You know, a better thing for them to do, and I, and I think that they may have actually taken some market share from OpenSea if they had done this, um, was to not have this mechanism, because the open, or the looks rare mechanism, oh, it pays 200% APR in Ethereum, right? It's actually really, really similar to something I'm familiar with, um, which is uh, Rook's phase one, where there the protocol creates an arbitrage opportunity, okay? And what ends up happening is there's a farming cost and sophisticated actors farm on looks rare by wash trading nfts um now the fees that they're paying okay for wash trading these nfts are basically a way for them to acquire looks token at a discount from the market price and they're capitalizing on that discount by arbitraging you know hey i got looks at you know a dollar fifty and now i'm selling it on market for a dollar eighty so you look at the protocol metrics and you're like, God damn, this thing is making a fuck ton of money and like like all of this shit, but you know, it's paying out a bunch of Ethereum. But the reality of the situation is, is all of that is just from this arbitrage um, that that people are are taking on. Now, I think looks would have had a really good chance of actually disrupting OpenSea, especially considering when it came out, it looks really fucking good. It is a better user experience than OpenSea. Than yeah. It's snappier. You can tell they put a lot of work into it. It's got good yeah, tools on it. I love like LooksRare. You know?
0: Definitely superior experience. So used it recently. Far superior. But Contest. what if they
2: hadn't launched with these dog shit token economics at $1 billion valuation? What if Looks Rare had launched at a $50 million you know valuation and had given the community a chance to eat and had enriched the community? Yeah. Think about how many, like, diehard, like, crazy fans there'd be for Looks Rare that are, I'm never fucking using anything else. Um, so they missed that opportunity. And now you've got things like Jim XYZ, which is a, a fantastic product, to where it, it almost solidifies OpenSea's dominance. Because people aren't going to use, you know, the Sushi to OpenSea or this or that. How
0: would you spell that last one, my second. We lost him. Oh, I do sure. he's doing an RT on us again. <clears throat> uh, Messi's on fire today, isn't he? I mean, just... Yeah. And un- 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 he's unstoppable. I mean, he's kind of like he hasn't streamed for a while, and he's just giving it to us in freaking truckloads. It's incredible. I find it interesting because, I mean, if you look at the Radix, the Radix narrative and the ecosystem and what they're trying to do, I'm, I'm really surprised that um, we're not seeing more of, you know, like like the, the bigger players in the market talking about it because it's, you know, it, it kind of is a game changer in terms of scaling, in terms of speed. Um, I'm super surprised that, you know, we, we're not seeing you know, more narrative around that. And especially I now think, that we're in, you know, layer zero. Messier, you back. I'm back. Sorry. Cool. Well, welcome back. I
2: don't know what fucking happened. My, my
0: internet just went out. I just, I just said that um, you're doing an RT on us, kind of like disappearing and coming back. Just something that you said earlier on in terms of, you know, just kind of like your narrative around, you know, how you're playing the market, 80% drawdown, you know, psyopsing yourself around the macro, Context of things. RT actually said a really interesting thing in our stream yesterday. And he said, you know what? Fuck this whole macro thing. I'm just going to do the TA. I'm a TA guy. You know, I'm an analyst. I'm going to look at the charts and I'm going to make my decisions off that. And you know what? The rest can just go and fuck off, you know? And <laughs> and effectively, that's what you're saying. You know, you're saying, let me just. Focus I on 100% that. agree with
2: that, yeah. you know? And I, I think this is something that, that RT and I talked about a lot.
0: You know,
2: a lot of times, it's just best to look at the charts. You know, they're they're giving you information, they're giving you intel. Just look at the fucking chart and, and see what the chart's telling you. Because if you were looking at, at these charts right now, and let's say the macro was good, you know, and, and you didn't dude. have all of these science uh, all, things going, all on. in,
0: all in. Yeah, deep, like right?
2: I, I think everybody would be hungry and like ready to get at it right now. Like, hey guys, like this is our shot. Ch- like we're gonna we're about to make it big again. You know like everybody get balls deep everybody get in and you know i really really struggle with that because you know i'm kind of like a crazy you know conspiracy theorist like guy at heart you know when i was 20 i like i definitely i for sure thought the world was ending in 2012 like i just knew it like i was all over you know above top secret and all those fucking sites like you know reading all the conspiracy theories and reading about ancient mayan history and all this shit like So right now, you know, I'm looking at, you know, like, oh, the macro, you know, this and that. And like, is it science or is it not? Like, I I really feel like at some point, like, crypto is going to decorrelate from all this stuff. Because if it doesn't, what the fuck is the point? You know, why can't this just trade on its own? You know, why can't it be independent of that? Um, And maybe value is just value. You know there's a lot of money coming into this ecosystem and and this is something different you know like we for the first time ever you know we saw bitcoin not really have this catastrophic like crazy blow off maybe things are just different now you know retail is, is we don't want to buy fucking bitcoin that's shit's way too expensive the unibiased characteristics are really bad like we want to buy the make it place like nobody i'm not trying to come here and you know build a boomer you know fucking retirement savings account with bitcoin and you know hold it for 40 years and i, I know that's some people's game but you know, my generation, the guys younger than us, they don't want to buy Bitcoin. They want to come in and they want to buy the new technology. They want to buy the make it place. They want to buy the memes. Like, you know, that's, that's what people are interested in. And it's really interesting to see that, you know, as opposed to 2017, where the entire crypto market, like everything was going up together or everything was going down together, where it seems like now in crypto, like it's this constant rotation game. And even if there isn't like a, a prevailing narrative you know at the time th- there does seem to be like something like stargate for example there seems to be something you know a diamond in the rough like that is just fucking moving when other things aren't um so so i do feel like you know like a
0: Did we lose him again? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did lose him.
1: This is holding up pretty well. Did you you pick up any of this?
0: No, I didn't. Um, I wasn't happy with the level that it was at. Um, And I kind of sensed that this market was going to do funky things. Um, Just out of interest. It looks like Bitcoin's battling this 43,500 resistance level at the moment, 42s after that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's looking fine now, um, but it's been struggling. Huh? It's like I just saw a tweet come through from, um, from Cantor and Clark saying that there's a big so there's big selling happening on Coinbase of all places. Um, and, who's and <laughs> yeah, who's trading on Coinbase It's strange. And it's 200, that 230 million has gone through already. And it didn't really touch sides, did it? You know, it's no, like Bitcoin's not. taking strain off the back of the S&P 500 and NASDAQ doing their thing. So, you know, Messi was obviously covering a really important aspect to crypto. And it's, I actually wanted to ask him, like, why is it that we're so like correlated to, to fire when, you know, we've had the opportunity. Welcome back. Oh, Very important. Before you go away. It's I really you, it's to not know, me. I want to know, Messi, why do you think that we're not independent of this, this trad fire narrative? We'd like, and now even more so, we're more connected to it than ever before. What's going on? Why?
2: I, I think, I think it's the people that are involved with crypto. Um, you know, you've got big, big money in crypto. You know, of course the hope is that we get more big money that comes in right um is this shit still so going? am i here
0: yeah you're here yeah, yeah. Okay, i just want to make sure on. No, of, course no, the hope, of course the
2: hope is that you know more of these institutional guys come in and pump our bags right that'd be great um but i, but I think that the the like quality of holder and, and the type of holder has changed um and I think that these these big money guys and these big market makers, like I think that they're trading, uh, probably doing you know statistical arbitrage and stuff between stocks and crypto and, and trading the correlations and, and things like that. So it's almost like a self fulfilling prophecy, I think. Um, you know, I, I think crypto has become much more algorithmically dominated, um, at least like when it comes to things like Bitcoin and Ethereum. Um, these things have achieved hyper liquidity. Um, and they have big institutions and firms are like running algos and stuff on them so I, I think a lot of that is a byproduct of that um I am really bullish on the ethereum merge you know I'm doubtful that it does happen on time um but I'm really hoping that that's the next narrative that's that can be a rising tide lifts all ships narrative um you know to where even if things even if it's difficult to outperform ethereum it'd be really nice that hey if ethereum is risk on like
1: things are going to go up a bit I just wanted to ask uh everyone is is Missy still here yeah everyone expected the um there was a there was a part of last year where everyone expected alts to get absolutely destroyed and Bitcoin to go on to to go on a huge run and I think that was kind of the cookie cutter narrative from Years gone by, and it didn't seem to play out as as well. It didn't it didn't play out full stop effectively. And um, I just thought, wondered if you had any thoughts on that and why that is now. That that's
2: kind of been an interesting thing to observe um because the last time that Bitcoin really spanked everything was at the end of 2020. You know, I still remember I was all in DeFi. You know, after DeFi summer. And, you know, the future of France, I was drinking the Kool-Aid big time, you know, because um, I just made a good, a good bit of money and, and I had a lot of fun. Um, and Bitcoin was just boring boomer money. That's the meme, right? Um, but then Bitcoin, like, went fucking ape shit, And my DeFi bags were literally going down while Bitcoin was, like, going up hard, which is one of the most painful situations you can find yourself in. You know, when there's, when there's like Bitcoins running hard and your shit is just nuking. Um, Really, really difficult situation. You know, I, I don't know if that happens again, you know, I, I, because I, I've thought that at some point, you know, always in the back of my head, I'm like, at some fucking point, Bitcoin is going to spank everything. And if you're not in Bitcoin, like you're gonna get smoked. But every time I start thinking that it doesn't play out like that. You know, and, and Bitcoin is just kind of being a bitch. Like it's it's lymptic, you know, nobody really wants Bitcoin um except for Michael Saylor and Duquan. Um and if they did want Bitcoin, you know, you'd see it on the chart. You know, and, and right now it's really interesting to me to, to where we've got this situation and, and maybe maybe like the cards have, have started to fall. Um, but you've got a situation to where, you know, the United States dollar is like the reserve asset of the world. Um, and we've weaponized the dollar now against Russia. And and that could, in a sense, be kind of a, a shot heard around the world um, for, for other countries that have, you know, a lot of involvement with the dollar. And that, you know, like, Hey, like this is the only place liquid enough to handle, you know what you're doing, but at the same time, like this, we are going to control you through the dollar. We're going to weaponize the dollar against you if you're doing something that we don't like. Um, it's a really fucked up situation, you know, to be honest. Um, and I think it hurts the the people, you know, more than the oligarchs or Putin or or whoever. Like these guys, you know. Oh, I'm worth six. You know 16 billion dollars and now you sanction me and now only have a billion dollars like okay well how the fuck does that change their life at all you know but the average people in russia i, I feel like got hurt by that um maybe that like inspires countries and to add bitcoin to the balance sheet and you know do this and that but to be honest like i just see the bitcoin narrative kind of dying um because the bitcoin narrative has had strength because The community is so diehard and and it is such a cult and they've been able to be very flexible with their narrative. You know, Bitcoin is money. Now, Bitcoin is digital gold. Now, Bitcoin isn't, you know, this now it's an inflation hedge, you know, and maybe maybe it is all those things. Um, But at the same time, like I'm looking at Bitcoin right now where Bitcoin should be based on the narratives, you know, that we've heard. It should be the talk of the town, right? Everybody should be going crazy about Bitcoin and no minutes so that kind of scares me a little bit you know also you look at the the um, fees and, and things like that you know on Bitcoin and the no, you know the fees are at all time lows like the fees didn't go up this cycle nobody transacts in Bitcoin at all anymore um, just because it sucks I don't know if you guys have ever made a Bitcoin transaction a lot of the new crew like guys that showed up pretty recently I bet you've never used Bitcoin don't like it's terrible like you can't tell you how many fucking times like you send bitcoin somewhere like try to buy something online with bitcoin and and they tell you like hey you know this price expires in 30 minutes and then it just so happens that you're the guy that's fucking it's going to take an hour and a half for his shit to actually confirm and like get across like i think that that user experience on bitcoin is just unforgivable um and, and while Bitcoin still does have this hardest money on the planet narrative going for it, and I think that's the strongest narrative at this point. Bitcoin is, is really the only like free market left in the entire world. Um, and, and that is a pretty strong narrative, but at the same time, I don't know if people care about that very much. You know, I care about it. Like I, like I have self-custody of all my assets. Like I don't want anybody to be able to tell me you can't send money here um and i don't want to trust anybody you know with my assets besides myself um but i don't know i mean bitcoin just seems like it's kind of run out of steam um you know if, if there's a, if there's a fund that has 500 billion dollars you know are they going to come in and And invest or 500 million bucks are they going to come in and are they gonna buy bitcoin or are they gonna come in and and invest in you know the latest and greatest of l1 technologies um you know to fund an an ecosystem and and hit a massive multiple on that um you know gains make the world go around and and i just don't know you know with bitcoin at this point at its current market cap at its current stage of liquidity like It would literally take an act of God to move this fucking thing. Um, You're looking at Duquan buying a hundred million dollars plus of Bitcoin day after day after day, and it barely moves. So, like, the fuck, you know, like, how many hundreds of millions of dollars are going to have to hit this fucking thing for it to go up a lot, Okay. And, and also where's that money going to come from? Know, fucking beats me. I don't know. I'd love to see Bitcoin <laughs> at 200 grand, you know, because all our shit would go crazy, but <laughs> I don't, I don't know how, how it's going to happen.
1: No, no, I agree. It's, it's probably the next, next kind of thing would be like an Apple or someone uh, like that I integrating mean, into Apple pay.
0: Or,
2: and maybe well, it's never I mean, maybe that's coming.
0: But isn't there this whole thing I saw a couple of guys commenting on Twitter that Apple's possibly going to, I mean, it could be bullshit and it most likely is, but tomorrow's the day that they're going to be announcing something. And um, what's his name? Um, Mr. Moeller was actually commenting in cryptic messages. Oh, the irony. That's, it was him. You know, I saw another day. Bitcoin
2: maximalist saying too, like. Like,
0: Jack Maulers, yeah. So Jack was actually he made reference to, Pope, to 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 Apple and said something's going to be announced on Thursday at the conference, and you know he's the guy oh who delivers the news. Yeah, yeah. yeah Can no, you Jack, imagine, bro? Jack's I mean, great. that could just that. be so sick. I mean,
2: that, that'd be so sick. Like honestly, it makes sense. Like I, I agree. You know, in twenty seventeen, for Bitcoin, retail came and bought our bags, and they bought Bitcoin, and that was fantastic. And the dream in twenty seventeen, and the meme as well was institutions are gonna come buy these bags. Um, Now institutions have bought these bags, you know, but there are more institutions that can buy these bags. Honestly, that is the only thing I think left that can push this up. Absolutely. After institutions, there's one person left or one category left and that's countries. El Salvador aping into Bitcoin isn't gonna pump this shit. You need a big dog getting in, real heavy. That's the kind of stuff that's going to send Bitcoin to a million
0: bucks. But that's um, what the Maxis, the Maxis have been preaching that. That's what they've been relying on. That's what their, their, ace of spades is at the end of the day. I you mean, know? Like sovereign, I, sovereign funds and pension funds and, you know. Please the, the, God, let, let this war. meme,
2: let this meme become a reality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I couldn't have imagined, you know, when, when I, when I got into this um, many years ago, you know, and, and once again, I, I was fucking, Um, I couldn't have imagined this being where it is now at all. I'm honestly astonished, you know, that it's come as far as it has. Um, but it's really incredible. You know, I mean, this this product, crypto as a product, has really good product market fit. Um, and it appeals to a lot of people. And one of the biggest strengths here is that, you know, it, it appeals to a lot of different people for a lot of different reasons too. You know, like it doesn't matter, like, like what you believe in or what your goals are, or what you're trying to achieve here, like there's probably something for you and there's somewhere for you to fit in, um, which is huge. And, and there's something for you to invest in and get behind. Um, really inter- really interesting space. You know, I, I'm definitely a huge believer in Bitcoin not being the number one crypto forever. You know, and that's something that used to be really controversial, but I think that's actually a pretty, pretty common, commonly held opinion now that something is going to surpass the market cap of Bitcoin. It just has to, you know, number one Canada, obviously being Ethereum, but then I think at some point something is going to disrupt Ethereum. You know, it just, what is it, you know, does it, is it, does it exist now? You know, has it not could been you, made yet? Did you see a stable coin being number one? Yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting. But yeah, I could, you know, I, I think one of the scariest things to me and one of the shittiest things as well is just this kind of dark cloud or regulatory uncertainty, you know, that's looming. It's mm-hmm. it's really, really, really difficult to have a thesis and, you know, allocate um, for anything longer than the holy shit, we're getting spammed. Wow, you guys <laughs> made it. Okay, chat webcams, chat X Y Z. Uh, don't don't click that, that exactly. everyone. You oh, got you guys, you guys are, are are big time now. Okay. Just <laughs> so, yeah. I mean that's that's pretty incredible. Um,
0: um, just whilst we're on air just bring up Tetra Node's latest post. Find this to be quite interesting. I think it's definitely a talking point. Is it some good alpha? Or? No, dude, it's not. It's the opposite. Oh. <laughs> it's some good offer in terms of staying away from something. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't fade out
2: Here, here's the thing. No here,
0: here's the issue with with a whale that big, um, <laughs> with an ego that size, is that you're blocked, dude. You're blocked. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Pick blocked. We get up on Messi's computer. <laughs> Messi is your is your browser for public consumption, so we can see his latest tweet.
1: What the fuck have I done? <laughs>
2: oh, Blackmates is blocked.
0: Yeah. That's epic, bro. You've managed to get blocked. Huh? Did he block too? He you? just posted about one of his projects.
2: Oh, no, no. You, you got blocked. Okay. Uh, here, here's, why you, here's why you don't fade <laughs> Tetranode, though, um, is because he's got an enormous ego and an enormous wallet. So If the market goes against him, he can just say no. Like, yeah. that's not happening. Um, and be infinite bid. Yes, you know, fuck, if you've you got $200 million and you're, at, you're in something like with a $50 million market cap, like, you can literally be infinite bid and make sure this thing never goes down.
0: His, his latest tweet is, hey, thought for a long time before sending this. I don't like to shit on new projects I'm not involved with. But after reviewing the evidence, tread carefully with at conic finance. Something is off. I hope I'm wrong. Huh? Uh, conic finance do you know guys know anything about it yeah he it's another product away.
1: being built it's another product being built on top of um, um the
2: for the curve finance
0: well that's yeah. definitely going to zero because no one fades Tetranode.
2: yeah that wow what a kiss <laughs> of death Shit. Fuck, dude,
0: that's game over for that project yeah, yeah.
2: that's unfortunate um i <laughs>
0: So they did a community raise
2: cap address one. I, I I wonder what this is. I'm going to the website now. Oh, um, that pool, website is, is sus. There. Look at the website. Is it sus? I I mean that makes me really uneasy. Like yeah, when you go to the website, it's like a uh, like a, an ancient like iOS,
0: yeah, that's dodgy as fuck. Yeah, it's super, it's super dodgy. Maybe they didn't intend that, but I don't know. That's you got to be way more switched on to.
2: You know, I I, I used to say, you know, one of, one of like my earliest evaluation criteria for a project was just go to the fucking website. I, I think going to their website shouldn't be the main reason you enter something, but a lot of times it'll save your ass. You know, if you go to the website like. I think websites are like vibes, you know, like most people are going to go to the website. If I can't look at your website and determine how this is going to make me rich in the first like 20 seconds, then it's not worth my time.
0: So that's coming to my next question. Um, And it's kind of like, I think it maybe rounds everything off is like, you know, how do you actually go about finding the projects that, you know, obviously you, you kind of like gave us some clues earlier on around FTV versus market cap and obviously a chart and you know but in terms of identifying individuals I mean you said you use kind of like your instinct around it is there a process that you go through kind of like I mean I've woken up here on the southern tip of Africa and you're still freaking awake at two in the morning and I know you're grinding it out in front of charts and yeah that's what, I'm just that's curious what like yeah is it mostly charts is it Nansen wallets I mean is it kind of um, like a combination it's, a com- it's a
2: combination of everything you know, I, I like to invest um, in, fund, in good fundamentals with a good chart. You know, I, I think setting yourself up for success um, from, from multiple avenues is important. Um, now, why this is important is if I invest in good fundamentals with a good chart, then if the chart goes against me and I end up being stuck as a bag holder, um, then it's, it's likely that I will get bailed out of that at some point. Now, if the chart goes my way and there's good fundamentals behind it, those fundamentals can act as an accelerant for price action. Um, So I I never want to invest in something purely based on the chart. Um, Now, the way I find most things is wallet snooping. Um, You guys, like you can snoop wallets for hours and hours and you can do it every day, but get snooping wallets. Find out what smart people are in, you know. Because the thing is, is or, or my idea is at least, if if somebody has a certain taste, you know, in a bag, and they have something I like, then maybe you know they're smart and, and they have other things that I'll find attractive as well. You know, why not let them do that that ground floor research, you know, whatever way they you know use to figure out what they're buying. Why not let them you know do all that and then i just say oh hey you you know provided me with a curated list and now with this curated list i'm able to kind of go through each item on the list and save myself a lot of time and, and then determine hey is, is there anything here that interests me um percent, that's what i do you know for other times like I might look at the chart first or see somebody post a chart on Twitter or, you know, I see a friend post a chart and I might be like, oh, that chart looks pretty good. Let me go dive into this, you know, and, and see what the token economics are like. You know, let me see what the market cap, let me see you know, what's going on behind the scenes. You know, I think right now, while the market isn't necessarily an easy money mode, easy money mode being everything's going up, everybody, you know, we all we're all going to make it, everybody's getting rich. Um, we're having a a great time. Zach XPT hasn't released a thread in two weeks. Uh, everybody's getting along, you know, that that's up only like we are going to make it mode. We're not there. Right. So anything that I have bought right now, um, for the most part has an upcoming catalyst. You know, if if the narrative for everything going up isn't, Hey, everything's going up and we are going to make it there a lot of times there needs to be like a reason um, for it to go up. And, and the thing is, is, as you get closer to that catalyst, more and more people get excited about whatever it is, you know, that you bought. Um, for example, like with uh, GMX, you know, I've, I've been holding GMX for a while. You know, I feel pretty comfy in that position, mainly because it has good product market fit. Um, and it's one of a few protocols to where revenue uh, is actually greater than emissions, you know, which is something that's pretty rare in DeFi land. You know, a lot of times in DeFi land, you're going to see emissions greater than revenue because the product has no product market fit. So any users or any, anybody that, that they do have using the product, they're having to pay out the ask for. Um, derivatives have proven product market fit and have for a long time. Um, so that's really the thesis between GMX and DYDX is that, you know, while DYDX actually does pay a good bit for the flow um, and it definitely is negative PE, I think when you look at it uh, really closely, like you, you need to make sure that something has an upcoming narrative. GMX, X4, new AMM, ref links, they have all these potential catalysts that are, they're that actually going to grow the underlying fundamentals of the protocol. Now with DeFi, and and this is a different game than meme coins and stuff like that um and i don't understand the meme coin game very very well but with DeFi, at least a lot of times the price of these protocols appreciates with growth in the underlying fundamentals um if something went from 100 million to 1 billion dollars in tbl you know that's growth in the underlying fundamentals of the project um and that could be a reason for the for the token to go up in price as well um, if, if something's going to happen at a DeFi protocol to where the protocol is going to start making five times as much uh, revenue as it used to be making, you know, that's, that's an underlying like fundamental change um, that will probably result in the token going up in price as well. Um, so for everything I hold, there's some kind of narrative in, in the near term, um, you know, in the next one or two months. To where people could get excited enough about it to at least push it up an X or two, you know, like I, I love if the market isn't going to be giving shit out, you know, it'd be great to have a little bump. And let's say I'm wrong and like I ended up buying the top on everything and everything, like, you know, it's about to be like down bad, like Max pain, Wojak mode. Um, these upcoming catalysts could be bailouts in a sense. They could give me an opportunity to, you know, get out um, at that point. Um, and, you know, get back in stables and wait for a better opportunity. So anything you buy right now, make sure that there's some kind of upcoming catalyst that people are going to care about. Um, And and care about it in the sense that it could be like a game-changer upcoming catalyst. Like, oh my God, you know, these guys just fucking, you know, partnered with like fucking Disney and like their new new launch is going live in like a month. Like that sounds like a pretty big deal to me. You know, so it needs to be something like really big kind of mainstream news like that, or it needs to be something that's going to result in like rapid growth of the underlying fundamentals. Um, if, if you're investing in things that don't have any kind of narrative, any kind of catalyst coming up, you know, I, I would be a bit worried. We
0: haven't we haven't really brought up um, the game fire aspect of things. I mean, we did mention um, DFK earlier on. Um, you know, you've, you've always spoken about your gaming and, you know, being a gamer, despite being bored with it of late. Um, why is there no kind of mention around the Gamefire?
2: You know, I, I just don't get it. You know, I, I don't no. really understand it. And even as somebody that's played video games, you know, my entire life, I've never bought things in video games. I just play the game. You know, I, I don't buy the skins. I don't pay for the booze. You know, like I don't do anything. Um, even after making it, you know, I'm still not going to pay fucking $3 to get a boost for 24 hours. Like (laughs) fuck out of here. Like you aren't getting hired, paid $60 for this. You're not getting my three bucks. Like, what are you talking about? Um, so, so maybe that doesn't really make sense. Um, at the same time, like, I know it makes a lot of sense to a lot of people. And, And if anything, the GameFi narrative is something that's much, much stronger than the DeFi narrative. Um, but it's something that's like in its infancy. Um because even like you know stuff like DeFi kingdoms and stuff is is like you know it's good technology it's a good game like people are enjoying it but they're also making a lot of money you know while they're enjoying it um so i I think i think that there's a lot of room for upside there um there's a lot of room for upside and play to earn um that's a big reason you know why i bought imx too was just to kind of fade my own like I guess a misunderstanding of the game narrative, you know, when you're looking at something that is able to process like an enormous amount of like in game microtransactions, um, for super cheap, you know, I I think that there could be room for growth there. Um, you know, that said like, once again, it's really, really difficult for me to have any kind of thesis on something beyond like a couple of months because things do change so quickly here. I mean, it'd be great to be able to say like, hey, I'm very bullish on these things. I'm going to hold these things for four years and I'm going to end up 100x, right? Um, but I, I think that'd be foolish at this point, you know, with, with how rapidly things are changing.
0: I mean, I've been around in this gaming space for a very, very long time. I mean, I was, I was playing MUDS, you know, and, and, and you know, I've seen, the one thing that I've seen without fail over and over again is that gaming is almost like the gateway to so many things, whether it's developing the technology for graphics cards, whether it's, you know, the software. I mean, you've done dev stuff before. You know that, you know, gaming is the the kind of like the envelope. And in many ways, I think there could be an argument. I mean, I'm not entirely convinced, but I think there might be an argument that says that gaming is almost, you know, the gateway for, you know, mass adoption. Because people play games and it's like, well, she's i gonna play that. X Infinity and earn money, you know, and it's I'm already in the space, why the hell not? You know, I agree so, that. You know, I yeah. I I think
2: um I think you're hundred percent right. And I think that, you know, the current state of crypto gaming fucking sucks. Um yeah, it there's does. no I, agree. I mean people people can cope all they want and, and act like, you know, this is badass or whatever, but the reality yeah. is is that anything that you're making money on is badass. Um, and you'll argue that, you know, to the day you die, like, but in terms of like high quality games, they're using any kind of like, you know, crypto backend to facilitate, uh, ownership of in-game assets and things like that
0: doesn't exist, doesn't exist. Um, but it will,
2: like, there's some cool shit coming. Like, have you guys seen, uh, like alluvium? Um, that's coming, like... Falcon Forge really is doing... Falcon
0: Forge, I think, is also one of those, those crews that are... Yeah, that, uh,
2: and, and there's some yeah. cool games coming out. Now, These most of the higher-quality games that I see coming out are either um, using Solana as a back-end um, because Solana is able to process a lot of trans- transactions for really cheap, um, or they're using IMX as a back-end um, kind of because it's the same situation. You know, I can process yeah. a lot of transactions for cheap. But it, I, I do think that there's there's a lot of room for for growth and expansion there, and, and there's less regulatory uncertainty. I think when it comes to GameFi as well, um, and, and in terms of like actual adoption of NFTs and stuff, I think GameFi is a natural fit. You know, like in because I you know I played a lot of games where I own items. You know, Diablo Two. Like how how cool would it have been back in the day for me to You know, as as a kid, play, have Diablo 2 be my entire fucking life and and farm and and do what I do. And at the end of the day, like, you know, hey, I'm going to sell all my shit for 30 real dollars, you know, and and there's a market for that. There's somebody that wants to buy it. And like, I actually own this asset. I can I can look at it as a portfolio, as an accessory to my gaming experience. I think it introduces, you know, a, a new layer to gaming um and and into in-game economies uh which is which is really cool um but at the same time like you know like you said it's nobody's really implemented it there does seem to be some degree of pushback from the gaming community um just because i I think a lot of the perception of nfts you know that the public has been exposed to has been like really cringe Um, so, so that they're, they're a little hesitant to, you know, look at it as being a good thing. But you know, I, I think that there, I think somebody is gonna hit a home run there, and it, and I think it, it's really like only gonna take one person to do it really fucking well, do it really fucking right, um, and then that'll kick off like a whole wave of like, you know, new money coming in, new games being released, like things like that.
0: I've got one more question, and then Grant can either ask more or put it close to it because I know it's late on his side. Um, just kind of like your your prediction in inverted commas around the ETH merge. Obviously, you you mentioned it early on. We know it's not going to be on time. But what do you? How do you see it potentially playing out, and how the ecosystem is going to kind of react to it? And you know, there, where does it go from here?
2: I, I see. I see multiple outcomes one of those being pump into the merge something is you know that's that's the ideal outcome for me because you know I want to make money right now and you know I, that'd be great right it'd be great if our backs could go up again um another outcome being that uh we are down or relatively flat into the merge and then post merge because of the reduced uh emissions you know, from miners and, and reduce some pressure from miners, you know, we go up after, I think that'd be more similar to, you know, the EIP 1559 uh, type narrative, you know, to where, you know, I thought that was going to be like a big pump of it wasn't um, a, a lot of times these things react to supply shocks after the fact and not before. So I, I think that's one outcome that's relatively high probability. Um, one one of the things that worries me the most about this merge scenario, you know, it's not it being delayed or anything like that. But when, when this actually takes place, there's a lot of Ethereum um, that's been locked up in the staking infrastructure um, that is going to come online. Um, so you've got people that are potentially 10x plus in profit on something super liquid and those people may look to sell. Um, so so there it, it could be very similar to posts ICO mania, uh, you know, to where you have a, a lot of lock supply, you know, coming online and hitting the markets um, and and that driving the markets down. And then, you know, us seeing some kind of bullish recovery after that. I, I think something like that could make a lot of sense. Um, un- unlocks of that magnitude are always scary to me. And I, I don't think it should be totally written off because, you know, all the moon boys are totally focused on the, um, the whole, like, you know hey like ethereum's gonna be like way you know disinflationary or whatever after that like the, the emissions are going to be way down you know ethereum's going to be uh, extremely valuable you know because people are just going to stake it and you're going to be able to retire off of it and all this but to be honest i have no fucking idea or you know not leaning one way or another you know i think the way i look at something like that is you know i've got like my narrative like what I would want to happen, um, with also the understanding that I have no fucking idea what's going to happen and no edge, and I think it's best for me to not have a strong opinion on it and be pretty flexible, um, yeah. you know, so so I can adjust.
0: Someone was just saying in chat that uh, it's not you can't you can't unlock it for six months after the merge. So oh, okay. Be-
2: thank thank you, Mike. Uh, I think yeah. I think that's good intel. Um, and I and I wasn't aware of that. That definitely changes my perspective on it a little bit. Then, um, so I, I would imagine then that we will pump into that unlock um, rather than pump into the merge itself. But who fucking knows?
0: I'm super bullish over ETH. I think it's going to surprise us. I hope it does. I mean, it's it's not like I've got a huge bag of it. I just it just makes sense to me, you know. Dude, at what like...
2: point does does somebody like? Like, where, where is Ethereum's Michael Saylor, you know, at what point does somebody with a massive cock come in and buy like a billion dollars worth of
0: Ethereum yeah. and put
2: it on their company's balance sheet? To me, that almost makes more sense than buying a um, million dollars or a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin, because Ethereum is a productive asset.
0: Yes, You know, it is. like
2: they're going to be able to get a yield. They're going to be able to, to generate a return, you know, for the company. They're going to be able to report that return for the company. So I, I don't know, it was my fucking mind. And maybe it's happening and, and we just haven't heard anything about it yet. But, you know, Ethereum's Michael Saylor, please, bro. If you're out there. You know,
0: just Macy, from our perspective, just kind of like some information that we've come across is that, um, you know, we've made, I mean, we haven't had huge contact, but we have had contact with corporate entities that have got very deep pockets. And, you know, they want to like deploy personnel you know it's like we're going to employ 10 people 20 people and that's where it starts right it doesn't start with 100 people it starts at the 10 and then it goes to 20 and then they've got 50 people in that office and they're doing it it's happening you know and they're asking all the right questions um you know they'll negotiate on all sorts of levels you can see it's like it's they've rolled their sleeves up they're here to do business and they're serious about it and we're seeing it and it's really interesting you know i I I think it's
2: inevitable i mean i'm definitely like. I'm, I'm more long term, like skeptical of, of Bitcoin because with, with Bitcoin, and, and look, as the, the saddest part about Bitcoin for me is they keep trying to, like things that have worked and things that people are excited about on Ethereum. And this is so funny that it's even happening. They keep trying to make it work on Bitcoin. You know, we need to do Bitcoin, DeFi on Bitcoin. You know, we need to do NFTs on Bitcoin it's it's just sad like there's there's there hasn't been a legitimate like credible new narrative for bitcoin in forever all of the innovation is coming you know from the ethereum community um all of the innovation is coming uh from or not just the ethereum community but from the non-bitcoin community i think is a better way to say that um so i like long term like i don't see how you could could not be like hyper bullish on ethereum knowing that it's literally just a blank canvas and anybody you know in the world that wants to create something can come in and and make something um and then have access immediately to millions of users you know that can can use their product you know they can try something out as opposed to bitcoin where that's just not that's not how it is you know like i I feel like bitcoin is okay like the best narrative it has going for it is it's hard money okay well that's not very exciting and you know i I don't feel like that gets a lot of people like
0: but the the thing is messy it is exciting if it's categorized in inverted commas for what it was meant to do you know there's a white paper the white paper might not have played out the way that it was kind of planned but it's like it's the most efficient network on the planet and let's just use it for that we don't have to have this glorified payment system let's just use it as a digital gold and move on from there i mean is that not good enough can that not be its place
2: well if if one one thing that's really interesting and one thing to think about is that you know of course a lot of people in bitcoin say that they're about this and that, right? I'm about freedom, I'm about, you know, being the libertarian, you am know, about hard money, I'm about free markets, you know, about I'm, I'm about everything Bitcoin stands for, right? That's their personality. But at the same time, you're looking at something that has been up only as fuck over 10 years. And anybody that has bought Bitcoin, you know, especially early on has, has become incredibly wealthy. You know, I'm wondering, you know, how excited those people would be about Bitcoin. If Bitcoin is digital gold, Bitcoin 10 years from now is $45,000. And the rest of these technologies have outperformed Bitcoin by magnitudes. Um, I, I think that that is, is a plausible scenario and, and something interesting to
0: consider. But that's why, I mean, there's, there's, there's the argument that the only reason why... I've- the maxis have wanted the institutions in so that they can sell them their bags. I mean,
2: wanting these institutions in, and that's the most hilarious part about it, is it goes against everything they believe in, but yes. it pumps their backs. So
0: it's good. Totally. Right. 100%. Let's get the banks involved. We're so happy that yeah. Apple's going to get no, involved. It's, but it's hold hypo- on a sec. It's a bit
2: hypocritical, isn't
0: it? No, it's not a bit. It's completely and ugly. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's blatant. It's kind it. of a joke,
2: yeah.
1: Champagne socialism. <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> have these FOMC have these minutes come out yet? Have we got the, the same, same ones? Reports? The same
0: ones that we saw last month. Are yeah, those the, the same ones. Has this shit come out yet? Kevin have you the, the few, a, zero FOMC, no Kevin experience. knows. Kevin follows TradFi. He's a bit of a boomer. Kevin, have, okay. have the market come back? Has the market come back with those minutes? Check. He's pretending he didn't hear me. Fifteen minutes. Fifteen minutes. There we go. Oh, they're coming out in
2: fifteen minutes?
0: Yeah, we're back at forty three five. If it doesn't if it doesn't hold, we go to forty two. I mean, it, I, I think I think
2: this is gonna be a,
0: a uh, anti-climate.
2: No, it's gonna be a buy the news. You know, we'll buy the rumor, sell the news, or sell the rumor, buy the news, depending on so,
0: but which one is it? Do you think it's by the news?
2: Well, we've, we've sold off into this news event. So oh, I it, know it's it, insane. It's, it's natural to me that this news event would mark some kind of bottom.
0: Yeah. Unless it's like, you know,
2: I mean, is there something that we don't know about in that shit? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is notes from something that happened a month ago. So it's my understanding that, um, you know, there shouldn't be too many surprises in there, right?
0: Um, Messi, so what's what's the... Kind of like, what's the story with Hero Labs? You, I mean, you obviously did some great work there. Yeah, um, you know,
2: Hero's a good company. Uh, love Dan, um, love Rob, everybody here, you know, good people. Yeah. Uh, I worked at Hero during the bear market. I needed that. It was good to have something to keep my mind engaged. It was good to be a part of a team. It was going to be making a difference and, and to be doing things internally, building dashboards, and doing uh, data analytics things like that. It was what I needed at the time, Um, you know, but that, that's not my passion. Um, It was very good for me at the time, but, you know, when, when I hit uh, some milestones and, and, you know, I, I decided, you know, I wanted to, to more focus on my life a a bit and and my family and and my health and all that kind of thing. Um, You know, I just, I, I moved on uh, from that. So, you know, there's nothing I really have bad to say about them at all. You know, I, I think they're all awesome, but you know, I'm, I'm not involved with them anymore, other than being an equity holder uh, of Hero Games. You know, the the development company.
0: Yes. So, how do you see? I mean, they're launching soon, aren't they? Um, they are. Yeah. You know, and, and I've actually
2: I've spoken um, to Dan. You know about the the. Economic incentives and the flywheels. You know, as I said, I still have an equity holder, so you know I do advise from time to time, you know, and I do get feedback on things. Um, I think they're doing something really cool. You know, something I've stressed it in very much is how garbage tier all the token economics in the Solana DeFi ecosystem are, um, and that's something that that Hero seems to want to avoid. You know, they they they're interested in, in being the first DeFi protocol that actually has product market fit and, and enrich the community and you know be something over there so you know I'm watching it with interest Dan's a really smart guy Rob's a really smart guy you know they're they've got an amazing development team uh it'll be it'll be cool to see what they cook up you know but number one thing you know I don't know if it's going to be like this or not but the number one thing I've stressed is hey man like if you want a community you've got to figure out a way to enrich their users like, you've got to figure out a way to make this fun and. And make it profitable um you know for the early adopters like you're, we're talking about the scariest thing about solana to me is you know like of course we've heard about like wormhole you know hack and, and stuff like that but there i guarantee you that there's a lot of shit in solana that's just full of vulnerabilities and things um and i don't know does does solana have mixing infrastructure
0: I don't think so. I haven't Not heard it I of it So know. so if anything, having
2: mixing infrastructure almost invites um exploitation, yeah. you know, because they know the X ex- they know that they're going to be able to come in from a shielded address of sorts, carry out the exploit, and then maybe get the money out if, if they're really ballsy uh without being caught. Although, you know, I remember it is that chain analysis, you know, can Unwind all that shit anyway. So, all these people mm. in Ethereum or wherever are probably fucked. Um, but at the same time, like not having the mixing infrastructure present, you know, I just, I feel like at some point, like somebody's going to poke holes in all this stuff. Like it's going to go through the growing pains. That's what scares me about Solana the most. You know, DeFi summer, everything got hacked. Everything. But at the same time, like, you know, hacks, hacks still happen, right? But I, I feel like hacks, like on a protocol level, don't happen as often. Um, whereas DeFi Summer, that shit literally every fucking day, like something new is getting fucking owned. Um, but we we went through those growing pains, and, and we lost that value that was that was almost like a, you know, an active bug bounty. And because of that, we were the code was able to get better, and people were able to learn more about this programming language and, and the things you had to do to keep to make it secure and make it safe. Um, Solana hasn't. Hasn't had you know gone through those growing pains yet, which scares me a lot. Um, but you know, like at the same time, Solana's is like, you saw with Wormhole, like fuck, you know, where they lose four hundred million dollars, then jump trading was like, we got you, you know, like no yeah, worries. Yeah. Like what? Like for four hundred million? Like what are you, the fuck are you guys talking about? That's insane. So I don't know, like
1: or even with the um, being able to trade native assets across EVM with Stargate and LeZero now. Yeah. Just, I, that, it could be another it could be another exit plan for them and things like that. So
2: yeah, that, that's, that's super cool. You know, and I do think like having good bridges, you know, between all chains, you know, could kick off some action on Solana, could kick off some action on, on some other chains that haven't seen much action in DeFi, um, but even Stargate, you know, like Stargate's scary to me, you know, because you've got a, a brand new thing using new technology with billions of dollars of tbl in it you know like that that's blood in the water and the sharks smell that you know like that they've got a target on their back now one thing that that they did really well that i respect a lot that i think more more protocols should do is uh they threw up a a big boy bug bounty you know it's like 15 million dollars or something like that there's so many protocols out there that have you know, hundreds of millions of dollars at risk um that have pathetic bug bounties. Look at OpenSea. Have you guys seen the drama with OpenC and, and that yeah. guy um, where they were trying to give him what like 50k for something that could have ruined the entire platform? Do you know what does that what does that say to the next bad guy that comes along? You know, like hey, you know, I can't know what uh,
0: that day. yeah
2: I can take uh, fifty million dollars from you, or I can get your fifty thousand dollar bug bounty. Hmm. Like, what? What the fuck am I gonna do? Okay, well, I would rather take the fifty million dollars and risk washing it and blah 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 to have intergalactic generational wealth. Um, whereas with something like Stargate, you know, I can come in and say, "Oh my god, you know, I just found a uh, vulnerability to where I could drain five hundred million bucks out of this." Like. I'm going to contact the team and do right about it. And I'm going to get 15 million bucks of clean money that I earned that nobody I'm not worried about. I'm not looking, you know, watching my back. I'm not worried about going to jail. It's clean money.
0: Yeah. Sorry. I makes, think more
2: protocol should do that.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a brilliant strategy. Um, you know, it's kind of like, I mean, I think one of the, the kind of like the curveballs in the space for me, like, you know, you, you, you know, you break things down, and you kind of like you like to make predictions, and like you said earlier on, we hate to be wrong. And the one thing that I was like super wrong about was was ape. I mean, you know, you said you don't understand meme coins. Try and understand that shit, man. You know, like
2: it blows my fucking mind, dude.
0: It just fucking <laughs> blows my mind. <laughs> it blows. It blows
2: my fucking mind. You know, I had a board ape. I, I think I sold mine for like thirty Ethereum, like. You know? <laughs>
0: And wild. you did well, but the, still, the I floor, mean, the like,
2: floor is over a hundred, a hundred ETH now, or some yeah. crazy fucking chill. And and then they've gotten these airdrops, and they built this community and this brand. And I mean, I don't get it. I mean, it really is astonishing to see, though. Um, and you know, props to props to those guys. Like it's
0: it's but, incredible. But Nancy, you you said it, dude. You said make your community and your people wealthy. That's exactly what they did. Better than it's anyone kind of like, else. You know, like. So, kind of like, for for me, I'm just the most bitter guy in the room. Because it's kind of like, why are these guys getting mutants now? Fuck the! I think the mutants are way better than the original ones. Way better. And I'm like, but I want a mutant, bro. Like, what crime can I commit to get one of these things? Because it's just like, you know what I mean? It's like, they just handed them out. And these things are worth... A fucking fortune. You know? at, at the same time, like owning
2: literally owning a fucking JPEG that's worth $500,000. That's honestly, that's something that broke me. You know, it, <laughs> it, it broke my brain. It's, I, no matter how hard I try to understand that or comprehend it, I, I cannot. And look, everyone's trying to like pitch me yeah. and explain what, well, bro, it's like having a digital Rolex or this or that. And I'm like, dude, like, I like watches. I can buy a Rolex and, and wear it you know fucking places like I you know having a monkey JPEG like doesn't it it just feels wrong it feels dirty like I can't I don't I don't understand it at all and I probably never understand like that side of NFTs you know that I feel like if anything were going to click for me it'd be you know the gaming side that you discussed earlier But um
0: Oh, it, it it almost I mean, seems plausible I mean even as crazy as it, sound, it, it sounds that that sounds that this thing could really develop into something really mammoth beyond I mean the higher
2: it goes the more furious and, and enraged and salty I'm going to be and I think a lot <laughs> of other people are the sh- are the shoots I mean can you imagine ape is is what uh, 10 12 bucks right now can you imagine ape going to like a hundred dollars when it's already like billions you know yeah man. I mean
0: And it's not I'd be furious. Like (laughs) but think about it from a from a product, you know, from a as a commercial product, these guys are basically sitting with the genie lamp. I mean they don't Oh, it's crazy. They're a brand. Yeah, they're a brand. Yeah, I mean it's like they can do anything now, they can release a table, a JPEG table, and people will fucking buy it, you know. Yeah, it's it's, it really it really is,
2: it really is incredible. You know, I I I will not I agree. even like even if there's a 50% chance of this becoming something huge, like, even larger scale than it is now in the future, like, I could not bring myself to buy a <laughs> fucking ape for 100 Ethereum. You know, like, the shittiest floor ape ever. You know, and, and that's the thing. Like, apes are way cooler than crypto punks. Um, like, way cooler. And... Crypto punks are expensive as fuck too. Like I I could never buy that either.
0: 250 grand, man.
2: I I mean I might buy like like a high value NFT if it was like a Banksy like one one exclusive or something like that. Like like to me that would that would be something that I'd feel confident about. But I mean something like this is just you know, literally, you've got a bunch of fucking idiots that hold these things too. Like, you have to keep giving day. them away. Yeah, they keep giving them away. You know, <laughs> I, I, I almost feel like. And then um, they write
0: threads about them. Well, yeah, how about it, the it, thread? I refused. I refused 150 ETH offer. And I'm like, no. You serious? no
2: my, my favorite thing about the whole NFT community, though, and the, the profile picture community, I, I die laughing every time I see this is when a, a Bored Ape guy you know, posts this really long, sad thread uh, threat about how he's just lost a million dollars worth of Apes. You know, and when this guy's probably sleeping in a fucking mattress in a, in a <laughs> and a coach right? he's just lost a million dollars worth of JPEGs um, and then people are under his thread saying, you need to change your profile, pig bro. You don't own that Ape anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that shit literally fucking kills me. <laughs> like it's just right. so ruthless and so rude but it's you know I'm gonna have so to i am gonna think it up i this. think just kind of wrap day.
0: it up yeah kind of <laughs> wrap it up um oh that's okay
2: guys we we could go forever so we can end
0: this yeah Messi. thanks thanks for coming on dude i know that you've been kind of like Keeping a low profile, and we really appreciate this, man. It means a lot. It's fucking cool of you to come on.
2: Oh, I Um, I have fun, and and, you know, to be honest, I'm I'm honored you guys are continuing to carry the torch of educating this community. And you know, like you're passionate about what I'm passionate about, so it's it's great to see people, you know, out there that are that are trying to help people and are talking about what they're interested in. And and, you know, I I think you guys do a lot of, of education and teaching, you know, which is it's really special, so keep
1: doing it. Yeah, thanks a lot, and thanks again for your time. Um, we've kept you for two and a half hours, so
0: I, I enjoyed apologies. it. Apologies, <laughs> it didn't
2: feel like two and a half hours. You guys were a lot of fun. Awesome.
0: Um, yeah. Messi, I think you know, having watched a lot of your streams, not because we're hosting it, but I think this is definitely one of your better ones. You oh, just thank you. You spewed, bro. You just spewed it all out. It just fantastic. If people don't make money off the stream, then they are fucking not gonna make. It, right? Yeah, I've got, i got all these, <laughs> got all
2: these feelings, you know, just been cooped up inside me. Yeah, it Feels, yeah, good, yeah. It's it feels good to let them out, boys. Yeah, man. Thanks, <laughs> dude.
0: appreciate it. Yeah. Anyway,
2: catch y'all later. Cool right.
0: guys. Thanks everyone for tuning in, and yeah, thanks to our sponsor as well. And yeah, we'll see you guys. We don't know who we got next, but I'm sure it'll be an interesting one. More alpha to come.
1: <laughs> awesome. Right, thanks fellas. See
0: ya. guys.